Hey everybody and welcome to the Shonen. No, I messed it up. God ah. damn it. <laughs> ah, but yeah, this is a podcast. Uh, I'm not the host, Math Wiz, which is why I'm ruining everything. Here with the actual host. <laughs> Me, Craftsdwarf, the guy, YouTuber guy, the smaller YouTuber guy. I am yeah. the underdog, which which means makes me the perfect host for the Shonen cast because I will or the fucking goddamn I fucked up the name too. Ah, <laughs> this is off to a great start. Episode <laughs> episode one the, is the Nen Show cast because Hunter Hunter. Even though we're not talking about Hunter Hunter, um, that yeah, um, yeah, we like it. It's a, it's a great show. Togashi and manga, but you haven't read the manga yet i have not read the manga yet because that's what the show's all about reading fucking manga with our two analytical shonen boys which is basically means boy boys okay okay um read manga this through guys we thought (laughs) thought it through i promise reading manga so basically the idea i had for the podcast was you know just read an arc of one of these long ass fucking shonen shit and then talk about it i thought hey Want to know who would be good to do it this with? Math Wiz. Cause we got, yeah. I got like shitload of videos on like Fairy Tale and One Piece and like one or two on Hunter Hunter and Jojo. And he's got like 50 videos on My Hero Academia, and, like 30 on Boruto, and then like a, a, a Hunter Hunter Naruto comparison, like one, exactly one. Um, exactly so far. one. I don't know if you're going to do more, but, um, yeah, so it's like we, we, I, as far as I know of analytical YouTubers, like we're the ones who've done the, like, the highest percentage of our content on action shonen stuff. So I thought this would be a good way to, or this would be a good person to do this with. Not just because he's bigger than me, mind. <laughs> I mean, unless we could like reach out to a, a super eye patch wolf. Yeah. He's oh right, like, he's another one. But yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I have never talked to super eye patch wolf. So I'm we're not down. Gonna, we're down yeah. here. We're like Naruto Sasuke level. He's up like third Hokage Kakashi. He's like leagues <laughs> above. We we gotta work our way up there. So anyway, um, you guys probably know Mathwiz. Um, I mean, I hope so. This is his channel. Um, unless you're sent here from by me, which so in both which of case, you. welcome. Um, so yeah, welcome. again, I'm Craftsdorf. I um have been doing analytical YouTube for about a over little over a year now. I am I recently like within the last few weeks breached um 1,800 subs. Go me. Um, yeah. which was, okay, that was mostly, um, best guy ever, um, him giving a shout out, but, um, beside, beside the point, um, so yeah, if you want to see more, my stuff, go to my channel and check out my stuff. I got, it, got you don't the like overly fairy long, analog- yeah, yeah the overly long analytical tirade on fairy tale, get to sh- just, just shitting on fairy tale for 277 episodes straight, videos straight, just, I'm only on at number three, four, I don't know what's, what's going to be up by the time this goes up, but, um, yeah. And that's then, gonna be, so that's for gonna be. both of my viewers who don't know who the fuck Mathwiz is, um, who who the fuck is Mathwiz? Who who the fuck is Mathwiz? That's a good question. I may I, I did wrestling stuff for like four years, and then I started an anime channel back in like February, and I've been making videos over there. Did a lot of a lot of shonen stuff and some couple of seasonal stuff. Uh, you may know me from the Why Sao Bridged is the best parody ever video. Or, uh, Stain Changed Everything. That's another one, eh? Those are your big yeah. hits. Your, yeah. Your, yeah, Grand Slams. Uh, oh, yeah, and, Stain. um, I, I just realized, if you've watched, like, many of my videos, you might have seen his name pop up in my patron feed, because he is a patron of me. So. That I am. Yeah. You should patron me at patreon.com slash craftsdwarf. 
Well, you yes, already please, do. But... Please do. I need I need more more of the analytical tirade on fairy tale. Make give yeah. him money so that it may go on forever and never. End. All two hundred seventy. Well, it's gonna get more one one for every episode of fairy tale because I want to die. No wait, is this one for every episode or one for every chapter? <laughs> oh God, five hundred and forty-five chapter episodes of the analytical tirade. Dear Lord. Oh man, or maybe maybe that'll be my my um Mystara Fusion style um fairy tale dissection. There you go. There truly there is no greater suffering. Um so anyway, the first series we will be going into on our Nen Show podcast. I had to fucking think to get the name right. Um, I've messed him up, Naruto. I've ruined it. I've ruined I've ruined everything. We are we're both ruining everything. Um Naruto. So I don't know, t- you have a bit more of a history with Naruto than I do, so why don't you explain a bit about that? Well, as a, as a young a young boy, you know, a non, non-anime boy, back in, uh, I don't know, however many years ago this was, maybe it would have been ten or so years, whenever Naruto was airing on, on Toonami, on Cartoon Network, like, way, way back. Yeah, that 2006, 2007, I'm thinking, around that time. That's how I remember it. So my earliest experiences with Naruto, I would just, um... It was in, like, a weird block where it was at kind of, like, the end of the day, so I wouldn't really catch it until, like, I don't know, a Saturday night or something, but one day I just was was going through the channels, and I found this thing. I think, I don't, I don't know, it was either sometime during the tuning exams arc, or I also remember seeing the movie, uh, The Clash in the Land of Snow, that film, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember seeing little bits and pieces of Naruto, and I uh, would talk about it with my friends sometimes, but, like... I didn't remember a whole lot of it because I saw it all out of order. But then, oh, yeah, just yeah. when I got when I really uh, immersed myself in the anime world in 2014, um, as I was getting into the medium through shows like Sword Art Online and Death Note and Attack on Titan, I came back to Naruto and I ended up binging like the whole anime and like I, oh, I don't know maybe like two thirds of Shippuden all in like the span of two months. So that was a fun time. Although some of that was some of that was just because I was that invested in the series, some of that was also out of necessity because I found it on YouTube, and those videos don't tend to stay up for very long. So I knew that I had to. <laughs> oh man, you brought me. Wait, this was 2014, huh? Y- yeah, I remember doing that back in fucking 2007. The YouTube watching of shows and just sort of like making playlists of oh I'll watch this later, and then oh half the episodes are gone. Whoops, I gotta find them again. Just that. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, but I I'm uh I might be the the least qualified to talk about Naruto in this instance though because like or at least I don't know the least um what's the word I'm looking for anyways I watched the dub so I was I was a casual scrub mm. uh, <laughs> so uh, some of my some of my uh, thoughts on Naruto might be a bit uh I don't know I don't I don't know what the word is I'm looking for but uh yeah I watched Naruto it was uh I made whole... yeah go on. I made a video, one of my first anime videos, it was the second one, called Naruto is Terrible Yet Fascinating, uh, talking about how much I hated the series, <laughs> although I don't think that video was the best because I don't hate the series quite as much as the, that video would entail. I do think there are lots of good elements to it, uh, not just in terms of, you know, just uh, like a, a, a standard shonen that you can just watch and enjoy as like popcorn entertainment. I think there's some good analytical nuggets in there. I just need to... Well, that's what this podcast is for, to venture back through exactly. the content and figure out what figure out what I can figure out. 
Cause, um, yeah, we both mutually wanted to look at Naruto. Like, I remember when he, I think you suggested it and I had that in mind. Like, that was part of the reason I came up with the idea for the podcast. Cause it would allow us both a reason to read it because it's like 700 fucking chapters. But if we make content out of it, like, you know, like I say, a podcast, then we, we have a, a justification for sinking so much time into it. Like, a, 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 instead of say reading it and sort of praying we get some videos out of it. Um, exactly. But, um, but um as for my history with Naruto it's it's um yeah um back in I also caught some of the dub back in you know the the early years of Naruto's airing just on TV I didn't really have much inclination to look look to it beyond that until sometime in high school which would have been like probably 2008 to that 2009 probably 2008 and then um I had some friends who we would talk manga every week when the new chapters came out uh, about the one pieces and the fairy tales. And I guess they somehow got me, they got me to read Naruto. I just like, okay, I knew a lot of what happened in the early stuff in tuning exams. Um, but then I just sort of like, I just, from the watching the anime, but then I just jumped ahead in the manga. Like I started with Kakashi Gaiden and then went to, so I, I knew what happened in like the Sasuke retrieval arc and the stuff with the, the Sanin. I, I knew it happened based kind of. But I hadn't actually read that in, or viewed that until like later, because um, I, I read the manga for a bit. Then somewhere during the war, like I just got sick of it. Like it was, I mean, it was kind of like, I mean, I never liked it a whole lot. Like I always thought, yeah, this is kind of good. And then yeah, as it just sort of wore on, as you know, every you know long viewing of shows tends to go, you tend to get sick of them unless they're like amazing. Um, like Hunter Hunter, which we'll get to eventually. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, and, and then eventually I got, yeah, I got sick of it during the war. And then, um, a few years later, I think it was like 2014, um, I was working and I had a friend who, uh, a coworker who I talked with a lot of shonen stuff. And I just started re, I just decided to reread Naruto. Um, I got, I, so I finally, for the first time, got through the Sasuke, you know, experienced the Sasuke retrieval arc and stuff. And then I got to, I think Sai introduced and I'm like, welp, I'm done. <laughs> not, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Sai fan, I guess. Um, but going on memory. Um, I'll, we'll revisit his character, I guess, but, um, so yeah, that's, that's basically all of it. Cause, um, but I guess like, again, it's like, I have these mixed feelings on the, on the series because like, I remember these, you know, I remember not liking it generally, but then I think back and like, I've had, I have had other friends and like, um, you know, who've said good things about Naruto that made me, made me think like, huh, maybe like, like, even if the series turns out to be bad, like, even if it's terrible, it's still fascinating because I do think there's, there's things to it that, if they were done better, would be uniquely interesting. And even in just the stuff we've talked about, or we're going to talk about rather, um, because we're, we, uh, yeah, we're, we'll, we read the first 33 chapters, which goes from, you know, the introduction to Naruto meeting his team and then the Zabuza, the wave country arc. Um, so that, that's what we'll be discussing. But, um, but yeah, there were, there were points about it that I thought were interesting, which is, yeah. Well, when I was going through these chapters, I know I was noticing a, not not necessarily a lot of differences in the anime, but like there were a couple of scenes. Like I know in chapter yeah in chapter one specifically, there's this one panel where uh, where Naruto's like um, he's going to do his transformation thing, and in the anime he's like on his like on his sides he's got a uh, Shikamaru and what's her name mm, yeah Eno they're I, there, but in uh, the yeah. the manga it's just some randoms they're all generic yeah randos and it's like like yeah because he clearly hadn't come up with the rest of those characters though i did i think sasuke shows up like in the background of one of those early chapters like brooding behind naruto yep. like i noticed him with his hands clasped just yep, you know he, he was um, he was there 
But no one else. Yeah, I didn't see Sakura. I didn't see like yeah. He 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 clearly hadn't Kishimoto clearly hadn't designed those characters. Though honestly, first the first chapter, like I noticed a lot of weird stuff in the first chapter, like like stuff that I feel like should have come up later. Like maybe it does, but I mean, like one thing is that like um in the first chapter, Mizuki says that Naruto is literally the nine-tailed fox turned into a human, and then like two chapters yeah. later, he's like, no, that's not how it happened. Like I don't know if he like fully like. If you fully planned it out, or if, like, I mean, it just felt like a weird, like, if you're establishing this, like, this early, you're, he's establishing, Kishimoto is establishing the setting and the character of Naruto and his place in the world, and he's already changing his mind, like, within, like, two, three chapters, like, it just, and, cause, because the way it, like, we find out the truth later, it doesn't feel like, like, it, it's just kinda like, okay, that, that, that's a thing, I guess. It's not like, you know, it's meaningful that he, that, you know, I, I mean, it's not, like, it, do, it doesn't really m- make a difference, like, that he has, whether or not, whether, for how the village treats him, whether or not he is the fox or if he has the fox sealed inside of him, like, everyone fears him either way. Like, so the, the difference doesn't matter. It's just weird that there is a difference at all. Like, my thought was that, like, maybe, uh, with Mizuki, he was kind of like, I thought maybe the idea was that he was kind of like twisting the information a bit to try to, like, get more of a response out of Naruto. But even then, that's Maybe. not really like yeah. called back to like when when the when the truth is revealed like in the second or third chapter where he's like no he's not actually the fox it was just sealed inside of him it, there's no like I don't know there's nothing that really because you don't have like um, I'm already forgetting names this is we're off to a great start <laughs> Who are you thinking of? Um, Iruka I- Iruka Sensei. oh Iruka yeah um, how did you forget was, him he's there <laughs> no he's there um, yeah um, but uh, like he doesn't say like no that's not right it's just sealed inside of him or anything yeah, like that oh yeah that's so, yeah so I don't know he could I have mean, just been changing his mind like as far as things not getting called back to like I mean I guess like like even with the whole like the whole, the village the, all the village ninjas hate Naruto but it's like okay Mizuki does Ibisu kind of did like uh, uh, Konohamaru's um, you know sensei guy but then like that's it like, I don't remember it really coming up again later. Like, the, even though during the tuning exams, there's, like, a lot of adult ninjas from, you know, Kanoha. But, like, I don't remember it really that, like, the fact that, you know, every, like, I mean, it, like, the background guys do. Like, in the first chapter, you've got all the adults who are with their ki- their kids and everyone is like, oh, Naruto, uh, uh, ew, Naruto, um, you know, but, um... Yeah, it mostly seems to just pop up in flashbacks that Naruto is this outcast, because usually, like... I mean, as early as, like, chapter two, you have, um, you know, he does mm-hmm. end up befriending Konohamaru, and chapter three, you have, like, Sasuke and Sakura, they don't know that Yeah, they, they, they just dislike him because he's an so. obnoxious little shit, and has been for the last three years they've been in class yeah. together, you know, like, because he's, you know, his acting out, and just, like, you know, yeah, so. So I would say that that, that aspect of, like, that aspect could have been a bit more realized in the story itself. Like, I think it's a good foundation for his character that he is... Th- you know, the village treats him like trash because he's got, you know, he's got, he's got the demon fox trapped inside him. So really he was, well, I, like, I don't know. It's good to exist in those flashbacks, but I definitely think there should have been have a more, bit. Like, more, uh, like, like I was thinking of like, like during the training exams, like this. I mostly remember there's like the one the, it, with the actual like te- written test. Um, there was like the one guy with like scars all over his face and like, he, he, you know, he, he like looks at Naruto's paper and he's like, oh, this guy got through without answering a single question. But I'm like, well, what if, what if one of the tuning exam teachers, like, was acting against, like, was conspiring against Naruto because they hated him, you know, like, something, like, you know, having actual, like, more, using the conflict from early in the series at a later point in the series, instead of it just kind of, like, vanishing into, except in flashbacks, kind of, like, I guess, I don't know, maybe, maybe it is brought up and I don't remember it, but you finished it, so you'd be the, 
better judge. You finished the series, so. Well, I'm, like, you would think more so in the earliest part of the story where it is such a key part of his character is that he is an outcast, that there would be several instances of people mistreating him. Like, not just in the crowd sense where you have a giant group of uh, the students and their parents just kind of looking scorn at him and, yeah. and just ignoring him, but but you don't really have any specific instances where somebody is out to get... Like, besides Mizuki in Chapter 1, you don't really have many of those specific instances where somebody actively tries to, like, sabotage Naruto because he is the demon fox. Usually they have other motives that either aren't connected to Naruto at all or... It's because he's obnoxious or... or he's, well, he's... And later on, he's a, like, actually a powerful plan. ninja, you know, so there's, like, other... There's other reasons to be against Naruto, you know, I guess is what you're saying. But, um... But the other two things I noted down about the first chapter that I thought were kind of weird, like, the third Okage has had, like, the crystal ball that he was watching Naruto with, and I'm immediately, like, like, bells are flashing my head, like, what... How often does this get used? Like, what are its limitations? Like, this is a ninja... Yeah, war- yeah. The crystal <sighs> ball is a really weird... It's a really weird device because the third Hokage uses it like in the early part of yeah, the story. Yeah, even though it's like it's the perfect surveillance tool. So it, like, what are the limits of it? Like, can can he just yeah. watch anyone? Like, can he only watch anyone within the nearby kind of like? Couldn't he use? Couldn't someone have used it to find find pain? Like, four hundred chapters later, when he was attacking the village, like I don't know. It just seems like such a weird like like because again, this is like you know ninjas. They're that like half their everyone's skill set it revolves around deception and trickery with the clones and the transformations and but then you just got a crystal ball that's like like that's just this perfect information device possibly and it's you know and but it's not expanded on you know it's like this is stuff like this like there were quite a few moments like this in in these early chapters where i'm like you know it's establishing the world and there are parts of it that i like but then there's this this stuff like this that just makes me go like okay what like this is the stuff that should be expanded and focused on, or it should not just not be in the series. Like that, and it's kind of weakening the setting for me. You know, it's like making it feel less like a real place because I like like a setting where they do expand it on, on that little stuff and it makes it feel like it's a natural part of the world. That's that's a good setting. You know, a cohesive setting. You know, stuff like this is just like like and the scroll, like the scroll he learned um the uh shadow clone jutsu of. It's like supposed to be this incredibly powerful thing that like, like like they were talking about like oh if someone you know gets a hold of this they're they're gonna they're gonna be a, a serious deal but but no yeah no it never never comes up again does on. it like, exactly it's, it's just like uh so weird i'm guessing this was just like kishimoto was just kind of experimenting with these ideas and maybe maybe he realized like with the especially with the crystal ball like it maybe he realized like how it could have made things later on. It like, it would have become so important for, for such, like, a like a throwaway or... item. Like, but it would have been, like, one of the most important objects in the setting. And, you know, like, how common are these? Like, he would have had to, you know, bend over backwards so much to keep it into the setting. Or, like, like or like he'd have to have it broken or something like that. So instead he just sort of, like, ignored it, I guess. I mean, you know. And he, re- he really only uses the crystal ball to have either, either the third Hokage is delivering some sort of, like, exposition, or he's kind of remarking on the character's growth. Like, in the, like in the first scene with, uh, Iruka and Naruto, um, he's just, I mean, he's watching on, but, like, I don't know, maybe Kishimoto just, like, are there other ways that he could have still given that same dialogue, but just not through a crystal ball? Hmm. Like, he could have been watching, I don't know, from, like, the top of a hill or something. I, I, I don't know. What, I mean, but like, did he have, did the third have to be know, like, like only that, witnessing the event? Or could he have just heard of it and then thought about like, cause he knows Naruto, you know, he knows Iruka, he knows, you know, so I mean, he wouldn't have known Mizuki was an evil dick, but, um, you know, so, eh, but I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know how it could have been done better, but 
the st- the way it, it was done is just so weird. It's, it's like, uh, oh yeah, and then like the other thing about like like I just because Naruto's they keep driving home that he was so alone, but I'm like, did they just put baby Naruto like behind in like a house and he you're alone now and then they just leave. like who raised baby Naruto like. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question, and I don't I don't think the series ever. I mean, like, like to, they compare like, him a lot to Gara impl- later on, and Gara did Gara did have a caretaker though, so it makes sense. Uh, yes, he yeah, did. and that that was his whole like he had a whole flashback arc about that. So you know, it makes sense that in that case. But with Naruto, it's like he was just like a toddling baby, like having to go buy his own groceries and stuff. Like I don't <laughs> no, of course not. Someone must have been raising him, but then it is kind did of that a- person who was like yeah, that there's like a whole important relationship there that we you know we just never see. So again, it kind of like, it, it's similar to the, you know, thing with Naruto's treatment in the village where it's like, it's kind of tenuous, you know, it's like, cause it's, because it's not being expanded on fully, you know, so. You do have those moments with Iruka in chapter one where he's clearly looking out for Naruto, but at the same time, like Naruto doesn't, like when Mizuki explains to him that Iruka sees a lot of himself in Naruto, like Naruto, he doesn't form the connection because he doesn't spend all that much time with Iruka, he's, like, they have a good connection there, like, it's obvious that they've known each other for a while, but at the same time, it's very clear that there's yeah, not, like, yeah, a father-son it's, it's a, it's a, relationship there, and that, like, Iruka is his character. He's a teacher, he's yeah. He's just kind of, he, he's, um, yeah, he's a teacher who looks out for his student, but there's no, yeah, because, like, he takes him out for ramen, but then you have to wonder, like, how, how does Naruto, like, if he's not eating ramen with, with Iruka, then what, what does he do any other time? Like, what has he done for the past several years, because it's obvious that Iruka was not was not the one looking after him. So it, it, that is a really interesting question. Yeah. Like I imagine Naruto gets like like he you know he like yeah like like he probably gets money from somewhere like you know he's he's being supported somehow like he because he bought like he he bought his own milk that went bad and you know stuff like that like it's, it seems like you know like he, it's it seems like he was fending for himself but again that's not like 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 where where's the the day in Naruto's lonely life chapter you know that would not that wouldn't have been necessarily the best way to start a series but it would like it would have been interesting to see for, for as you know someone interested in the character and the setting you know like so but you know we don't really that all that also gets me thinking was there anything like that for Sasuke because mm. now that i remember he was he, you know he was alone as well Shit, his entire I didn't clan think was that. massacred oh man and it doesn't there's no like family shown with him like he he flies solo like there's <laughs> he has no like guardian or anything that is you just reminded me so, of like my fi- one of my favorite just, lines from these early chapters it's like Eruka's like you you guys are getting sorted into three teams of three and Sasuke's like that's too too many and I'm like wow exactly. <laughs> the edge I'm gonna cut myself on your edge Sasuke <laughs> like it's just it was just so like blatantly like <laughs> I thought it was uh, funny honestly I was kind of surprised at how endearing Sasuke was in these early chapters but uh, going with your thought like or Sasuke yeah he, he was he was also alone I mean he was a bit older like Naruto uh, was apparently alone since infancy but you know Sasuke was at least a child when he um you know was orphaned but I still don't like he wasn't old enough that he could easily no. provide for himself like I'd imagine I mean I, I guess I wouldn't say that it's impossible that he could have done that because he was well, I mean old you could also make the argument like the Uchiha's still had like they sure they all died but then they all have their like you know, resource their money that you know their their banks. You know, like he could have had some inheritance. You know, that might have at least given him something to go on. But again, it's just kind of like yeah, yeah. It's not again. It's not expanded on. So you know, even it, it's a bit more believable in Sasuke's case. But yeah, the fact that it's not expanded on just kind of just has me scratching my head a little bit with him and Naruto. 
one thing that I was one thing that I've always kind of been confused on when it comes to this universe is another thing tied into chapter one is um in like for his exam when Naruto first attempts to uh, graduate to become a, a genin he he has to perform the clone jutsu and he fails but then later on with the big scroll he performs another type of um well, I guess you know his doppelganger technique but uh yeah they're, yeah they're it on. always kind of confused me like it seems like what he was doing before was meant to be some type of illusion, whereas, like, because everyone's so shocked, they're like, what technique is this? What is he... So, is it is it clearly, like, these are two different techniques? Like, one is just kind of an illusion, whereas the other is a more advanced form yeah. of oh, well, that how doppelganger how technique? how I always saw it was just, like, because there's the clone technique and the shadow clone technique. And the clone technique yeah. creates um, doppelgangers that, like, I guess if they, they like, they can't touch something like it like if you if i if 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 you know naruto made a bunch of regular clones and try and had them all punch someone they would just dissipate upon upon trying to punch punch someone but shadow clones would be able to hit someone but they if they get hit back there they still get destroyed so they're like um in the tran you know the translation i was reading the official translation there was the uh like like there was, well there was one moment where like um, he made his shadow clones and Sakura comments on how they're, they look solid. And so, you know, there's definitely a, like, but that, well, that, that I thought was weird because like, you know, again, like this is, these are ninjas. They're supposed to be deceptive. But like, if you could tell a clone and a shadow clone apart, then what's the point? Like, yeah, because like in the, in the Zabuza, uh, after the fight with Zabuza is over, Kakashi makes all those clones and he makes them, he comments that, you know, I can't make physical copies of myself because I've used too much energy. But these clones will be fine. But if you can, if you can tell well, they're illusions. In that case, it, it kind, kind of, of makes sense because they were villagers. Like he was using the scare. No, he was scaring away Go Gato's men, right? I think. Yeah. So they wouldn't have yeah, been able yeah, to tell like were, necessarily. But the fact that a ninja could tell and the f technique would like, you know, if like, I mean, like, like, yeah. Because here's the thing: like, if if you can tell clones and shadow, like, say you can't tell shadow clones apart from people, like, which is the whole thing, you know, because they're, they're, you know, they're, they're both physical, you know, then, then regular clones are useless because you can just look and say, okay, that one's not solid. Don't attack that one. So it kind of like this core ninja technique makes no sense. You know, it's just, it's, it's useless. Like there's no reason not to have the shadow clones because, but then if there's a way to like, if you, yeah, if there's any way to distinguish between a clone and shadow clone and regular person, that's not like special or unique, you know, like, like, um, like, like, I don't, I don't know. There's other nuances to it that could exist, but, um, but yeah, like it kind of just kind of defeats the point, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think, uh, another thing that I found, although it, this kind of goes back into just what I've seen from the anime, but like the scene, the first, the scene, uh, in chapter three where Naruto ambushes Sasuke and, mm -hmm. uh, they do the fake out where it looks like Sasuke's gotten away, but it's actually Naruto, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Tra who's transformed into him? I I really I personally I preferred the well, actually I can't even say that because the anime kind of contradicts it with a, a scene <laughs> within that scene. But how um you've got uh Shikamaru's team they're kind of there watching oh, yeah. so it does kind of they create that, scenes, that extra yeah. suspense. So it's like because they're behind the window the window falls down so it's like oh what what happened? Whereas with uh in in the manga he just kind of jumps him and then he it's immediately over like they're. I've, the, the anime kind of builds some more suspense to it, and when it, it it also has something to cut away from, which I think kind of I don't know. For me, it, I think it makes the scene a little stronger because yeah, well, because then when Sasuke about, walks um, out, 
because with like with with the Shona manga, you have like you know that for the first chapter they've been they've been they've done like other drafts of it with their original one shots, and then so that they're thinking about it for so long, and then they finally put it out. They're published. They're they're finally in Shonen Jump. They're finally a real and manga boy. Got, and then and then, then, then the, yeah, else. their editor just goes like, okay, twenty pages next week, and the the the, the author's like, what? Uh, oh, oh, fu- and then so you know they so they immediately like they have to, the constant stream of ideas and the constant workload and it's just stuff. Manga being a manga author is suffering, I imagine. Um, so yeah, you know, so but but with an anime, it's sort of similar in that like they're able to like comb over the material again and like like um you know like with the, them adding the character you know designs from the late like Hinata and Shikamaru and having them in the background of the first episodes you know because we you know if you read all the manga you'd recognize them but then watching the anime for the first time you're like that looks like a unique design and then later they show up as an actual character and you're like oh neat it's that guy or so you know so but they're only able to do that because they had the source material to come off of so now that you bring that up this does kind of give me it reminds me of another sort of question I had about this the the early part of the story is it's established that Naruto failed his graduation twice and so from what I understand it's like a I is it a that. yearly thing that happens I thought or maybe I thought it was that the confused the fuck also, out of me but... too because like later on when uh, Kakashi is when they're they're doing Kakashi's test and he's like you know he he's like oh if you if you fail you have to go back to school and they're like what and I'm like but what like well because even he has a figure like you know like um out of the 27 students you know nine pass and 18 fail and go back to school but it's like if if anyone failed and went back to school wouldn't they know wouldn't they have seen their upperclassmen around like like how does that like is there another ninja school that they don't like it, uh, just another one of those world building things that just like because especially in that instance I feel like it's to they're they're raising tension you know because Kakashi's gonna fail him and they can never become ninjas again if they lose oh no but then like in doing it he just kind of like stre- again strains that sort of logic of how these like I the school system works because I didn't notice the bit about Naruto failing the graduation twice, which means like, like, I mean, is it just like one test? Like, I mean, maybe like, is it, are there like multiple tests throughout the year? And if you pass one of them, you're good. But then you just sort of dick around until the, you get assigned a sense. Like, ah, I don't know. It's just so weird. Yeah. It, it always kind of confused me because I don't know. Nar- like if, if it was sort of like this yearly thing, or I don't know how they spaced it out in terms of time, but like if Naruto if it was established that he has failed before, uh, wouldn't he be older than everybody exactly. else in his in you know all the main characters that we get a, that we get introduced to? But he seems to be the exact same age as as Sasuke. Yeah, and who's, Sakura, Sasuke so. is like the genius, so he would have never failed once. So like, yeah, yeah exactly. so that's that's a little. A little fishy. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's again like like I've, again I feel like like oh Naruto failed twice like we're establishing that he's a fuck up you know and then like with again like I said with the Kakashi thing like you know adding tension into this otherwise like sort of like oh well they're gonna get a sensei anyway right nope uh, they'll go back to school um you know so yeah and then that the other thing is that I thought was weird about that is like he's like oh no the school is just to get, weed out those who have no potential at all and but then they're still given multiple tries and then he's like. So it's, I, I just don't see the purpose of having multiple tests in a row like that, because it's like, if they're not good enough for a sensei, then they shouldn't pass the academy. Like, why do both? Why? I don't know. It just seems like, um, like, I mean, if, if, and if you want to get good ninjas out of the academy, then make sure only good ninjas can pass. Like, raise the fucking bar. You know, just, uh, uh, I don't know. It's just kind of, it's all like <laughs> weird. I've also got kind of confused. Well, actually, I'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself because, uh, 
I want I want to go back to um how the anime kind of differs. That, and how uh, that's fine because I don't remember the anime a whole lot. So if you beforehand. you have that perspective, so please go on, go on. With especially like with the introduction of Sasuke, um, because all these other characters are introduced and they're uh, they're all commenting on how how badass Sasuke is, how cool Sasuke mm-hmm. is. Uh, I think it really does. It, it could perhaps paint uh, perhaps some sort of a misinterpretation of the character, or it really maybe not misinterpretation. How but the others perceive him, like better, like yes, or, because in in. Well, it might not necessarily be better because in in the manga, like Sasuke or not Sasuke, Sakura is is all about Sasuke. But mm-hmm. I mean, there are kind of reaction shots from other randoms that kind of show that Sasuke is cool. But it's nothing like in the anime where the, you get the introductory scene with Sakura and Ino, mm, and they're both yeah. they're both talking about Sasuke and talking about how you know how cool he is. And then in the scene with where Naruto ambushes him, you've got these other you have the other kids watching, and they're like, well, of course Sasuke won. He's Sasuke. <laughs> so it re- it really does kind of build him up as yeah. he is this, he's this badass. Whereas in, in the manga, it's a little more, uh, it's a little more... Yeah, I'm not, not sure if I would not call subtle, him... but like subdued. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I wouldn't... Like, he's the highest, like, he's commented on that he's the highest scoring kid in the class, but I don't remember but anything else. it's not like, something that's... Yeah. Yeah, it's not something that they really, really focus on, whereas in the anime, it's... Like, that's clearly one of the focal points of his character. Yeah, Naruto's the unpopular is... loser, Sasuke's the cool guy. But, um... And, 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 well, in a way, and I, I feel like that... Like, I don't know about the anime, but one thing I like... Because, um, one thing I liked about the early part is, um... Like, it's, there was... Because when, when Sa- the real Sasuke meets up with Sakura, and she's, like, bitching about Naruto, and he gets pissed at her. Like, because, holy shit! Sakura is made out to be the most unlikable, li- like, <laughs> little fucking shit. Like, I was... Like, exactly. whole, like, there's nothing likable about her. She likes Sasuke, mm. okay, but he doesn't like her. Um, and then she dislikes Naruto. Like, yeah, okay, we the our endearing protagonist. Um, but she hates him. So it's like, what's what's? There's no positive element to her, and there's barely any person. She doesn't have a whole lot of personality. She likes Sasuke and doesn't like Naruto. That's like ninety percent of her character right there. Yeah, like, that, that, and that is entirely intentional because they when they're doing the introductory scene, it's like, well, my likes and dislikes, and she's like every everything, you know, my hobbies, and she's just focusing on Sasuke. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's it's, it. That is her character. It's just and to it's build like up this Sasuke. is this. Is supposed to be like one of the most important characters in the series, and like this is how she starts out is like this completely unlikable nothing of a character. Like, um, and it's just like, like, well, because and that's what like when 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 Sasuke gave her shit, like, um, she was like, she was like making fun of Naruto for being an orphan, like, uh, he has no parents, and I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, is... yeah, and then Sasuke calls her yeah, out, yeah, and that and... that was great. I was like, man. Sasuke, like I was like, and then I just sort of had, like, had a like whiplash moment. Like, did I just praise Sasuke's character? Is, is that is this the thing that's going to happen? Um, but yeah, no, I, I I did like Sasuke early, at least at this point in the manga. Um, he gets uh, later on. We'll we'll have some discussions, I'm sure. But but yeah, early on, like and then, of, uh... like later on when he was like training with Naruto, and like I remember there was like they were they were just so exhausted from training, and like like um they were I remember just one of them had the other on their shoulder as they were coming back, and I was just like. Yeah, these two, like, like, cause, I, I, I guess I forgot that part, cause I remember when I dropped the manga, like, one of the criticisms I had on, had to it is like, Naruto was so invested in his, like, relationship with Sasuke, like, we're like brothers, but then I, I, I said, well, they never really felt like brothers, but then rereading it, I'm like, okay, maybe they, there was more to that than I remembered, so. I know we've done a lot of, uh, we've done a lot of criticizing so far, but what I really like in these early chapters is, you get, it's very, um, Kishimoto does a very good job at fleshing out these characters and 
you know, giving them very distinct personalities. And you have a lot of these, these really heartfelt human moments. Like in, I know when I revisited chapter two, um, I had sent you a message about Konohamaru. And yes. Chapter two, like when, upon revisiting it, I really, I really like this chapter. I really like the whole dynamic between Konohamaru and Naruto because in chapter one, you, you learn Naruto's story. But then in the, in the second chapter, you kind of get to see him from a more, like, you see him take on the role of teacher and how, how he would, uh, how he would kind of, uh, tutor Konohamaru. Okay. And yeah, you get I remember this, that a lot. You really get oh, a, yeah, no, yeah, I do. Go on. Um, sorry. Well, there's a lot of, just a lot of shots in this, in this chapter that really stand out to me. Like, you have Konohamaru, you know, he's, he's complaining about how he's going to become the, the next Hokage, how no one recognizes him as Konohamaru, they recognize him as the honored grandson. And then Naruto, you know, he, he looks over at him and, and he says, well, is that, I know, I forget exactly what he says, but it's something along the lines of, you know, Kon- Konohamaru does all this complaining. No one would really see him as the Hokage because, you know, you have to, you have to like, you know, work to become, like, everyone respects the Hokage. You have to be worthy of respect. Yeah. You have to really work to earn that title. And it does, it does a really good job at fleshing out Naruto's motivations, how, yeah, the, the entire village treats him like dirt, treat him like an outcast, but, you know, his ultimate goal is to win them over. It's to become a better, be, become a better person, become the best, uh, well, just become the best yeah. and become somebody that everyone would admire, despite, you know, the fact that the, the demon fox is trapped inside him. Um, and it, it does a really good job at fleshing out Naruto as a sympathetic character, how he's gone through all this shit, but yet, you know, he's still, that's one of the, one of my favorite aspects of his character is that he has such a tragic backstory, but, he still he still pushes forward. He's still someone that you can respect. And yeah, he might be annoying, <laughs> but he's still someone. He's, at least for me, he he was one of my like when I even when I first watched the series when you were uh, younger or back in 2014 when you did the full watch or well I, back in 2014 okay, when I okay. actually like experienced yeah, gotcha. it chronologically. Um, Naruto he was not my favorite character in the series, but he's def- I definitely put him in like a. I don't know, there's so many damn characters in Naruto, but if I made, like, a top five, <laughs> top ten list of just Naruto characters, he would definitely be up in, the, like, the upper half, because, uh, I don't know, there's just a lot to him thematically that I think makes him a great protagonist. Yeah. You have and the in tragic chapter backstory. Two, you had the, uh, like, because, like, I mean, because Konohamaru, he's, like, he, like, well, because Ebisu's per- 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 um, personally training him to become a Hoka- the Hokage, so he's, like... It's like, it's like, it's like he kind of got the flip. It's like, you know, Konohamaru, he's expected to be Hokage, but he, he doesn't like the fact that no one cares about him, like himself, like as his own person. But then you have Naruto, who no one expects will become the Hokage, but everyone knows Naruto. Um, that little shit, um, who's, you know, graffitiing the fucking, you know, um, Mount Rushmore Hokage monument thing. And, you know, so it's like, you got that sort of like, you know, and then of course Naruto doesn't give a fuck about Konohamaru's status, so he's able to treat him differently, which, you know, gives him a whole, like, like, you know, which is, you know, for, starts their relationship, cause, you know, Konohamaru takes interest in Naruto, I guess, in a way, because, cause Naruto doesn't give a fuck about him, you know, in, 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 because he doesn't get, you know, he's like, he, he's not part of that blue-blooded, you know, like, yeah, so. I mean, say what you will about Kishimoto, you know, most of his characters have some sort of tragic backstory in this <laughs> series, but I think Kishimoto does a really good job at fleshing out how that affects them psychologically, how that would affect their behavior. And, um, like with Konohamaru, you know, he's just kind of this little shit. He's yeah. a boy who has everything handed to him because he is the grandson of the third Hokage. But 
you know, you sh- it shows how that affects him negatively and how he might be, you know, he might be a snot-nosed brat. He might be pretty cocky, but even then there's still, you know, there's still a very human side to his character. There's a, a, a very strong desire to, in that way, how he parallels Naruto, how he wants everyone to recognize him as, you know, his own person, as somebody, uh, as the greatest, as someone yeah, worth yeah. respecting. And that's why, <sighs> this is, this is, I'm going to say this a lot throughout this podcast, but Miss Potential, Konohamaru, uh, like, there, I will give Kishimoto credit. He does some cool things with Konohamaru later on. That I don't remember, go, but go, no, that's fine. We'll get but, to that. But he doesn't, um, he, he doesn't do enough. Like, okay. I've praised Bor, I've praised Boruto, and I know you haven't seen, nope. or, and I don't think you've read I've, Boruto. I've either. never, yeah, I've never seen anything except for, like, videos that, that other people have made, maybe. Like, I think but I've a, seen a couple a of your Boruto the, videos, but, um, that's it. That's all I really know about the character. Um, but a lot of, a lot of Boruto's characteristics are very similar to Konohamaru's. And mm, okay. it it just makes me think like it's it's not completely the same. There are different there are differences to it, but it just makes me realize like how like if you were gonna do the Naruto sequel, um I think it would have been interesting to have Konohamaru be the protagonist, just because mm. you know, he is supposedly like Naruto's heir. He's his protege. Or, He's yeah, right yeah. right below him. He would be the, the next generation, and that's a big part of why Konohamaru misses out in this story, is because he is so young. He's not like uh, Naruto is about Naruto and his classmates and how they, you know, how they grow up. But yeah, Konohamaru's Konohamaru kind of, he's stuck between generations because like he's too old to be in Boruto's generation, but he's too young to be in Naruto's. So he's like, "Well, you're fucked, kid. Sorry." <laughs> exactly. So I'm at least hoping that in I know I don't think Kishimoto is writing Boruto. I think it's his assistant. He's probably like he's probably like approving him. stuff here and there. But yeah, I don't think he's so, di- the direct author. Um, so I'm wondering what, I'm, I'm what, really he, what is he doing? Like, is he doing another manga? I don't know. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. But I'm really hoping that, at the very least, to get some sort of uh, longevity out of Konohamaru's character, to get some sort of satisfaction out of how his journey ends. I'd like to see some because he is so uh, so similar to Boruto. I'm hoping that in that story they kind of flesh out that parallel, like they did with Iruka and Naruto in chapter one. But, uh, hopefully, uh, instead of just, like, Iruka doesn't do a whole lot in Naruto. Like, he shows up in the first chapter, and he is just kind of the guy who builds up Naruto. Like, oh, Naruto's so great, because, you know, he's gone through all this, he's suffered, but he's, that's made him stronger, and yada yada yada. But he doesn't actually, like, I don't think you ever see Iruka fight anyone, other than Mizuki. But even then, it's not much of a fight. So... I mean, not to say that Ir- not to say that Iruka is, uh, not that, like, I don't want to say that he is one of the prime examples of Miss Potential, but I think there's a little bit more that could have been done with his character, but when Kakashi is introduced, he's basically made superfluous. He doesn't really yeah, do much. Yeah, because then Kakashi's the mentor now, and Iruka's just weak sauce, so, yeah. And that's, but, that's um, it for my, for... Or, well, I, what I want to say, because, because, uh, okay, I've, I think I commented to you that, to, this to you before, but, like, because I'm, not at this point i'm not too big on any of the characters in naruto right now like i can see that like you know like um you know, like maybe i'm just so internalized like my dis- relative dislike of naruto is so internalized that i wasn't able to shake it but um like there were definitely parts of like um i liked uh the i like i just like the feel of kanoha like there's just you'll get these like big like half page shots or panels of like the village and it's just got like, like there's so much 
detail and stuff everywhere. Like, it looks like a village that ninjas would run the fuck around. Like, you, you could just see them running around on top of the roofs and shit, and it looks cool. But, like, like I, I should I should like Naruto's character because he fits an archetype that I really like. He's, you know, goal-driven. He's got, wears his emotions on his sleeve, you know? But, um, and I, I did figure out why I'm not too into Naruto, at least not at this point. Like, to compare him to, like, like, um, cause again, I like, I, I do like characters of this type, like, uh, Luffy, uh, Chihaya from Chihaya Furu, Riko from Made in Abyss, uh, Kaiji, uh, from Kaiji, um, like, but I get, like, the difference, I, at least the, the main difference I've seen is, like, cause Naruto wants to be the Hokage. Okay, what does that entail? Like, he's gotta be a great, like, at this point in the manga, like, we, like, he, he says he needs to be respect, he wants to be respected, and then he also wants to be, like, you know, he needs to be a strong ninja, but, like, so we, you know, so as we see him grow as a ninja, like, he's, we see him getting that one, but then, like, what is he really doing to become more respected as, like, a person? Or, like, is there a leadership aspect? Like, like, is he trying to be a good leader? Like, I mean, he's kind of a kid, so he doesn't really recognize that, but I just, like, I feel like maybe because I don't really know what becoming, like, there's no direct path to becoming a Hokage. So, like, because I don't really know what it takes to become a Hokage, I don't really necessarily know what Naruto is trying to do to become a Hokage, so it's harder for me to get invested in that goal, that big drive he's got. Like, because if I don't know what he's trying to do, then it doesn't seem like he knows what he's trying to, what he's trying to do, so he's just a dumbass, I guess. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about that? I had kind of the the opposite impression where going back and revisiting these early chapters in the story I'm I can easily see how I got so invested in Naruto as a character because the way I see it his like his ultimate goal with the with this story is kind of twofold there's obviously become the greatest ninja become the Hokage which is like kind of open ended you don't exactly know what that entails but I mean, you can guess it like there's... like the tuning when the tuning exam shows up. It's like like or you know if he's training to get stronger, or if he you know advancing in the ranks, like that makes sense. You know, like oh he's doing you know that this is going to get him closer to becoming the great ninja. But anyway, go on. What's his, his other one? But then the other is like there's one where it's about just attaining power, and then there's the other where it's about forming connections, about uh becoming someone worth res- well not necessarily. Like he just wants everyone in the village to accept him. He wants yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to be an outcast anymore. And that kind of, and, and that like, a- well, that because that kind of happens. I remember during the pain arc, you know, he saves the village, and everyone's like, "Hey, maybe Naruto's not that bad after all," you know. But it's just like it's. But I guess the way like I feel like because it feels like like it's kind of like here it's kind of a separate goal. Like in chapter two, you know. It, it's it's stated as like a separate part of him becoming a Hokage, but it just sort of it's like it doesn't happen because of him like working towards it specifically. Like it just sort of happens as a result of him becoming like it's an action series, so I guess it's kind of reasonable. But I'm not I'm just not sure yet as to you know how fully formed that idea is. I guess hmm. I Maybe. guess I'm just I guess I'm just really interested in uh, his backstory and how that has. Um... I, I like a lot of the aspects of his character how he's he's an underdog and he's an outcast which I think really makes him a strong protagonist is that he doesn't like not only is he just working kind of against the world in terms of his strength but he's working he's fighting against the world in terms of his status his, he wants yes. to so I and I think putting those two together is uh those two elements are what really make Naruto uh at least in my eyes a very strong very empath uh is it sympathetic or empathetic? I don't know I'm not which one. sure which word I'm looking for, but <laughs> he's a very likable uh, character. Like, I know he's annoying, which is what the problem that a lot of people have with him is that... Well, I mean, he... he's a kid, but I'm not... Sh- like, again, I'm not... Sh- like, you know, if... I don't know. 
if his childish gets like meaningfully challenged later, then I'll probably be more willing to accept it. But um, you know, at the same time, like he's like sixteen when he ends the series. Like that's still a fucking kid by most people's standards, you know. So, um, you know, but and there's like different areas he could like become mature in and you know still be childish. I guess like um, I don't know. I'm just. I think my fa- Go on. I think my favorite aspect of Naruto's character is basically the foundation. Because I-, I wouldn't say that Naruto is even my favorite shonen protagonist. Because there are. I can think of at least two off the top of my head that I prefer to him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I-, I think as far as a foundation goes, I think he might be one of the stronger shonen protagonists. Just because it's very clear as to like what his upbringing was and how that has affected him psychologically and how like he has to kind of overcome that whereas i think some of the other like sasuke for example he is a very similar story to naruto's but yeah there's just there's something missing with sasuke's character that Nar- like it could just be that sasuke is kind of he does have this air of coolness about yeah, him. Well, he's Naruto, also he's like, a- like he did, he did have family at one point and now, so like Naruto never had family, but Sasuke had family and lost it. So there's a similarity yeah. there, but also a key difference maybe. And then, you know, Sasuke had like this elite training that, you know, he was, you know, he's always, so he's always been sort of talented and everyone loves him and he just doesn't give a fuck because that's not his, in his goal. He doesn't, well, I mean, like, I, I guess he does want to become Hokage later, or he says something like, that. Uh, yeah, I want to be Hokage, or, like, everyone does, that, I that's guess. A, that's or, a very I, I... late addition to his character. <laughs> okay. His, 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 his uh, motivation from the outset is, you know, he wants to kill his brother, uh, yes. you know, kill the guy who exterminated his clan. That's his big goal, so his big goal is vengeance. But he's not an underdog like Naruto is, and I think that's the big disconnect. That's why a lot of people don't like Bor- Boruto, is that he's not an underdog. He is born with talent, and uh, he is, you know, he has these abilities that Naruto doesn't have. Naruto is, he's a bumbling idiot. He, he's not smart, he's not powerful, um, but I, yeah. I, for me at least, that has made him really endearing, because he has all of these flaws in his character that he has to work to overcome. But yeah, that's, uh, I think, uh, as far as the, the early material goes, I don't really have anything much else. Like, the first, yeah, I think we covered the, the really introductory uh, chapters. Yeah, these the early chapters are set up, so I guess we can finally get into the, like, what we, how long we've been fucking at this, like, 40 minutes, like, 50 minutes, just talking about, like, now, the first, like, seven chapters, um, or so. We have, like, Naruto anime pacing right now. <laughs> yes. Um, so, well, yeah, I guess, we have uh, a little more that, so, yeah, after they, after, you know, all the team meets, like, not, there's not a lot to say about the Kakashi test stuff, you know, that was pretty straightforward and fine. Well, actually, one but, thing um, I do want to mention about the bell test, which, like, I thought I understood it, but then the manga, at least what I read, kind of seemed to throw me off. Okay. How, when Kakashi is talking about the bell test, he makes it seem as though, like, when I watched the anime, it seemed like it was exclusively a Kakashi thing, like, this is what he does with his students, but... With what I read, it almost makes it seem like every every teacher does this with their their new graduates. They do this bell test, unless I just I, misinterpreted maybe, what was said. Because I, I always saw it. Maybe I missed it too. But I, I always saw it as like they have to put their students through a test. But the thing I thought that was well. But even now that you mention it, like he gives such a specific specific figure. You know, nine out of twenty seven students pass. Like. But how do they like? Are the I guess the tests are done at different time. Like like if three teams pass. Then what happens to the other teams? Like, the, like especially if like, like it just seems it just seems kind of weird. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that is really strange. Now that you mention it, like, how do they? 
Like, what if 12 people pass? Like, uh, well, what if, if, there's enough t- if there was enough competent teams, like, why not have them all pass? Like, and then it kind of, and then, of course, like, the, it goes back with the complication with this, how the school system works, because it seems to be a giant clusterfuck of failing and passing and failing. And, like, it, it, he uses that as, a, like, a plot element so much that it just becomes, like, baffling when you look, sort of step back and just look at the whole thing. Like, how the fuck does this work? Um, you know, so. But as, as far as the bell test goes, like, in terms of, again, fleshing out these characters and how they operate, I do think it has a very strong sort of, uh, thematic resonance and how the characters, they don't work together. They all go for their own benefits and how that's, that's why they fail. Although it is, mm, I think it is kind of interesting how later on then Kakashi kind of goes again. Well, it, it is also still part of the test, the whole thing with the, the lunch and yeah. how they share their lunch with Naruto and then Kakashi's like, well, you pass. But they really, they really emphasize, like with Iruka and the third Hokage, they're like, oh, Kakashi never passes anyone. Yeah. And they're juxtaposing it as this scene is happening. Yeah, again, it's that, and like, I, don't know. I mean, as far as, like, increasing tension, that's a better example than the, the, um, oh, if you fail this test, you'll never be able to be a ninja. Like, I, I, I like the, the building up of Kakashi as this hard ass, like, is a bit better way of building tension than that, but, um, I think I think it might just be like the way they throw it in at the last minute here. Mm. How they're they're yeah posing it side by side, and then it's just like Kakashi never passes anyone. You pass. It seems like a little. You could have <sighs> set that up maybe a little bit earlier. Yeah, that that's I fair. Would have preferred. Yeah. <laughs> Though one thing I had a quick because because um I do know that this difference um so- the illusion that Kakashi put on Sakura of Sasuke being like fucking mutilated um apparently it was like like I, it was way more violent in the manga than the anime. Did oh that, yeah, like, like he he's missing an arm in the yeah, manga. Yeah, his leg is like fucking twisted around. And he's got like fifty times more more shuriken in him. Like it's fucking. Gr- I li- I like that part because it was just so brutal and Sakura like fucking lost it. Like I, I guess and it's at Sakura's expense, so of course I like that part. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's just going to be a common through line with me throughout this podcast, is whatever manga we end up reading is that the manga is going to be more brutal than the anime because yeah. of, I guess... I do think that's interesting, though, because, like, these shonen manga are aimed at young boys, young audiences, but yet they are... They do tend to be so brutal. They can be. I mean, I think it's been lessened lately. Like, I feel like, I mean, I don't think there's been quite, like, I mean, Hunter Hunter, like, you know, that, that was definitely pretty violent in the nineties. And, but then historically, Fist of the North Star, very violent, also Shonen Jump. Actually, it's one of the most popular series historically in Shonen Jump, you know, but like, but then you got like, like, um, yeah, other series, like, like, I mean, there's definitely gore about, but then you got shit that just doesn't, that not quite, you know, like, um, hold on. I'm trying to think of an example. I mean, I just think it's like, kind of interesting, like, how that operates in Japan as opposed to, like, here, where, like, you would never see blood in a cartoon. Er. No, that's true. And more kids meet, read, like, Japan, manga is more popular in Japan than anime, like, so, like, the the popular anime that are shown in stuff are popular because of the manga, usually. Like, I mean, there are, like, like most of the other popular anime have just been, like, powerhouses for years or something like that, or um, Precure, which is another popular one, but, like, yeah, the shonen stuff sometimes breaks into it, but, uh, or, no, no, the shonen stuff's usually there, but again, it's like One Piece or Naruto because they're these big manga powerhouses, like, like, let's put it this way, I think during, like, the peak popularity of One Piece, like, literally half the country was reading Shonen Jump, but I don't think the anime has ever had that high ratings at any point, because it's not the primary yet gotcha. method of consumption, I guess, so, but, um, so yeah, but it's, but, I, but it's, yeah, that is kind of, maybe it's because, 
Like, if you're reading a manga, like, there's more. Like, like you know, if you get a Shonen Jump, you know what to expect. But if you're just flipping the channels and you just stumble onto some something, you know, brutal, gory happening, like, you know, they kind of... You know, it makes that makes kind of sense. Like, you're not necessarily expecting what you're getting on TV, but if you pick up Shonen Jump, you you know they have the age, probably like ages, you know, three to eighteen somewhere on, on the cover, so you kind of just know it, you know. So maybe maybe that that's the reason for the regulation. Because I think but yeah, I it's think definitely in, a, uh, in like the before and after uh, bits with Kishimoto, he did he mentioned something about like Naruto was supposed to be like thirteen and up or whatever, but still, eh, I don't know. It just <laughs> it just seems. It's a, it's an interesting cultural thing how that type of stuff can how that type like even in the Naruto anime where there is there is still a decent amount of blood it's just not as not as graphic as the manga tends to get like the scene the oh, yeah, scene yeah. with Haku it's, is it's heavily and, I mean, yeah. the scene with Haku specifically is heavily edited like he doesn't actually impale him but still there's a decent amount of amount of blood being shed and you have guys getting you know stabbed Zabuza his arm just like yeah. he doesn't have his arms it's 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 interesting because you would you don't see that here. Which, uh, I guess that's just why I'm so enthralled with, <laughs> one of the reasons why I'm so enthralled with the, the manga anime stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's an interesting, um, line of com- comparison and discussion. But, yeah, again, I appreciate it because I haven't watched Naruto since high school, uh, so I don't know, uh, much. But, um, again, except for, like, the little major things from early on, I guess, um, but, um, Okay, so I, um, I'm trying to think if I had anything else to say about those early parts. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I, I already complained about the uh, the, um, the school being fucked. Um, I do think it's, it is a little interesting how... And I think this is kind of explained in that, you know, the third Hokage knows Naruto, Iruka knows Naruto, so they, they know how he acts. But, like, when they give them a mission and Naruto's like, nope, that's too boring, I want something better... And then they they yes, up, him, they up that. that team. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe they probably went ahead with it because you know Sasuke is the the top protege and Kakashi is Kakashi. But I, I do think it's interesting yeah, how he he's, could just he's basically one of the best Jonin in the village, right? I, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't remember how many Jonin show up that are like clearly better than Kakashi. I don't remember. Like, yeah, I know so, at this point in the story um, they definitely haven't introduced any others. It's implied that no, Kakashi definitely is not at this point. Yeah, one of the, one of the top tier. So, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense that they would give it to him because I mean, the, I just think it's interesting how Naruto can kind of just get what he wants. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so they go into this Zabuza arc. Like, um, <laughs> okay, I don't know about you, but Momochi like Zab- Momochi Zabuza or Zabuza. I don't know which order it is. Momochi is an adorable name for like <laughs> such a cold-blooded monster. <laughs> I had forgotten that. Like, I don't know about. I had forgotten that. You know, that was. I think is is Zabuza his first or no? Or is it probably his last name? I don't remember. I, I just thought it was. Yeah, interesting I assume it's Zabuza Momochi, but because I had forgotten that that Momochi was part of his name, I just always think of him as Zabuza. But then you know, when you when you yeah. think of, when you refer to the character as Momochi, it's like oh that that <laughs> okay. Like I couldn't think of a more of a very many more adorable combinations of syllables. Like Momo is kind of cute on its own, and then Chi is just like I, like I noticed like cute characters I tend to like, like, um, happen to have Chi at the end of their name, and it's just like, Momo Chi, yeah, that's, a, that's an adorable name, and it's Zabuza, and it's like, oh, bandages oh. and this giant sword cleave your body <laughs> Giant fucking sword. Oh, man. Yeah, but, um, 
I mean, yeah, Zabuza, uh, hmm, I'm trying to think, because, well, one thing I noticed is that, like, because he left the Mist Village. He's, like, he he's a missing, he should be a missing nin, ninja, but I don't think Kishimoto had that in mind yet, because his, his uh, headband isn't marked, like so, you know? But, he, like, he attempted to kill the Mizukage and left the village. Like, that's, like, that's, like, poster child missing nin, you know, stuff. So, again, it's just another little inconsistency for, for that Kishimoto clearly hadn't planned yet. Um... I do, I do definitely say that reading the manga form of this arc as opposed to the anime, so much more refreshing because the anime, this is where the pacing really, really drags mm-hmm. everything out. Like even as early as the bell test, you had, you know, there was the scene where Sasuke throws the shuriken at Kakashi and that's the end of the episode. Uh, and then the next episode, you get five minutes of recapping uh, up to that moment before uh, it actually progressed. <laughs> and with the Zabuza arc, I think in manga form, it's, it was much more entertaining for me to consume, whereas in the anime, like, his whole uh, technique with the mist, it just makes all the color... It makes the color palette look really dreary, because mm, yeah. everything's all foggy, and... and it, but in the manga, the it's already black and dropped. white, like, what can you do to fuck yeah. it up more? And then yeah. they're dropping all of this exposition throughout the, the battles. Like, the manga does that, too, but because it's a manga, you can breeze through it. The anime, it really slows things yeah. down, on top of the fact that they're already trying to stretch what they can out of this material. In the anime, the Zabuza arc just felt so slow. When I went to revisit the anime with a friend, he he was falling asleep during this arc (laughs) because, like, it was, like, it took so long for things to happen. Whereas in the manga, it's just... I mean, four volumes is not a long read, you know, and in the the four volumes, you get all this set up for the setting, and then boom, Zabuza arc, and it's, like, done. You know, like, not even all the way through the fourth volume, it's, like, more like three and a half volumes. It's... Very, it's not a long, it's not a long arc, but it's, you know, but you go, so you, yeah, you go through it just quickly, pretty quickly. You know, like, like I could read four volumes in time it would take someone else to watch, like, f- three episodes, if not four, you know, just, um. But one thing that I will still say with regards to this arc, especially when it, more so when it comes down to the final climax, well, I guess technically in both fights it happens, but there's a lot of characters, like, talking about their abilities to each other and that was what that was one of the things that got me a lot was like like because like zabuzo is talking to kakashi he's like i understand your copy technique so i'm gonna explain to you exactly how i understand your copy technique so you'll be sure to never do it again instead of letting you do it again so i can fucking catch you in your shitty trap like like he just sort of like like i'm like zabuza you have information stop giving away your information like, and then, like, when Naruto had his plan where he turns himself into the shuriken... That was... And then, oh, right, because... And then, like, well, immediately, they, immediately yeah. after it happens, he's talking... Uh, like, he's telling all the characters, like, what as he's, did, like, yeah. in what the did, water, yeah. like, Zabuza could attack him at any moment, but no, give him time to explain his master plan so he can figure out what happened. I mean, I do... I, I remember... Because, actually, that was the first... My first experience with Naruto, because I was... Um, my brother had borrowed a shonen jump from a friend, and it ha- I remember that volume specifically because I read it, I read that a couple times, and it did it had that part of the Naruto thing, which I had no idea what was clue clue was fucking going on because it was just like in the middle of a fight, and I have no idea who these characters are, and there was a lot of exposition. But I do remember the shuriken trick, and I was thinking, oh, okay, well, especially now now that I understand what's going on, I'm like, I do like that trick from a strategic point because because again, yeah. like they, their their abilities are all on this deception. Like you could almost write a whole series just with their those core techniques and the the mind games and trickery. You know, it would probably you know it. it, it I'd prefer it for an older audience, so then you could focus, focus, really focus on the mind games and stuff. But you know, but yeah, it was a cool trick. But then, yeah, again, the exposition just. Um, I do think uh, at least, at least in that instance, you could kind of justify it in that Naruto is arrogant. He's a knucklehead, so he, of course, he would do something like that. He'd boast about it, but yeah, 
I mean, even as far as... But then this, at the this... same time, he, he, since he's a dumb kid, like, I, I do like the idea of him being punished for that. Like, like yeah. you know, if he was, like, doing that and then Zabuza just fucking punched him in the face and then, like, oh, sh- but then Kakashi's freed, so, you know, like... Yeah, yeah so I don't Kakashi know, would just... stop him, but still, like, something yeah. to just kind of snap him out of that Exactly, moment, something, but... yeah. Instead of comes... giving him, like... I mean, at the same time, he, you know, that was a cool strategy, so he deserved to be rewarded in some way, but, like, yeah, again, it... it yeah. Espe- like, like especially with the Zabuza and Kakashi explaining their powers and deductions to each other just what i do like about this arc though is that it does a pretty good job at establishing a a vague idea of a power ceiling and how how much progress our characters have to make in order to even reach the level of a kakashi or they make a surprising amount of progress though like in what like what there was the like first they're like dealing with just water clones as i was in they can't do shit and then they like learn how to climb a tree and then sasuke like defeats a bunch of water clones like in an instant like i was like whoa shit they powered up a lot um, that's that's you know, true, from... but at least at least in the first fight, like Naruto's big scheme, it wasn't ever to take down Zabuza. All it was was just to free Kakashi. And I yeah. mean, at that point, Zabuza was already handicapped because he had one hand on the water prison, so he couldn't really do much to move, and he kind of got arrogant, underestimating the characters. So as far as this first fight goes, I think that aspect of it was uh, it was a good idea, a good way of s- establishing what the power ceiling is. Or what? I mean, to a degree. I mean, at the same time, I think I do believe this power ceiling gets fucking like smashed and thrown yeah. into a dumpster, and then. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. as far as like the story thus far, I think it, it's a good job at setting things up as to where things could go, even if later down the line it doesn't necessarily live yeah. up to that. Because I mean, because yeah, that was the thing. It's like I was also thinking a lot of how Zabuza isn't that strong, like because because I mean he is being like toyed with by Genin here, like, even if they do have good strategies, like, even later on, it's like, like, um, yeah, he's just kind of, like, like, he's not able to just, like, destroy them, I guess, like, so easily, like, even though he's supposed to be so far, far above them, but, um, like, which, I mean, I guess, like, Naruto and Sasuke are pretty talented. Sakura does, like, okay, this is the arc, okay, the, the, these early chapters have two good moments for Sakura. One was, um, before they meet Kakashi, and Naruto's, like, doing the prank where he sticks the eraser in the door, and Sakura's like, Naruto, that's childish, but her inner Sakura's like, yeah, do it, fuck that teacher, you know, and that was a good moment, because, I mean, she's being a fake, you know, fake, but at the same, but, you know, she has, like, honest feelings, honest positive feelings somewhere in there towards Naruto, like, you know, so I was like, yeah, and then the other one was she, I guess she, um, she climbed the tree first, you know, and then does nothing for the rest of the arc, like, she's, like, like, she's (laughs) protect. Immediately after she climbs that tree, there's this panel that sums up, like, everything, like, my, my biggest problem with Sakura is that, like, when she climbs the tree, she says, oh, well, I did that to be noticed by Sasuke, but I was only ever noticed by Naruto. Like, Naruto's the only one who ever notices. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, she does it on her own merits. She finally does something cool on her own merits, and then just, like, she doesn't care. Like, no one can, Kishimoto doesn't care. No one cares. I mean, Kakashi's kind of like, oh, cool. And I, like, well, because the thing is, it's like, he talks about the wood training, like, in theory, if you can do this, you can do any technique. And then Sakura just proceeds to use no techniques for the rest of the arc. Like, all she does is protect the bridge guy from Zabuza, and even then, like, when Zabuza goes after the bridge guy, Kakashi is the one who stops him, because, of course, what the fuck is Sakura gonna do against fucking Zabuza? But, like, she doesn't get a mo- she doesn't get a payoff to the- her being above Naruto and Sasuke in this way. Yeah, th- you know? there, is, there is nothing. I d- I- it's interesting. I'm gonna save most of, like, I will probably have a big Sakura rant for later in the series, but... Of course. Well, I don't have enough material to go on yet, so I'll save that for later. But in this uh, 
like in the the second fight where uh, she's supposed to be guarding Tazuna, and then um, Tazuna, yeah, that's his name. Yeah, yeah the bridge builder, um, and um, she's like, well, I she, she like she wants to get involved in the fight. She wants to help Sasuke against Haku in the the, the mirrors, and then uh, the bridge builder is like, well, okay, you can you can go. Don't worry about me. And then she just throws a shuriken, and that's it. And then Naruto shows up. <laughs> Thanks like, for the help, Sakura! <laughs> just, like, I think it did contribute a little bit. Like, it gave Sasuke a bit of a chance, or it gave a d- nice distraction for Naruto. No, because I think her shuriken distracted Haku so that Naruto could kind of come out of nowhere and blindside him. But still, it's... Like, she's, I thought, she I acts thought so. like she's okay, going to okay, do yeah. something, and then I, she just kind of goes back to where she was. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Again, like Sakura is a mistake. Um, like, I mean, I feel like, like especially when Naruto is ending, a lot of people were giving ideas of how like the series should have been, which is always easier to do in retrospect than it is like as you're writing it, especially for a weekly series. So it's kind of yeah, easy definitely. for the artist to do that, like you know, many years after the fact. But at the same time, like, like if Hinata was the main female lead instead of Sakura, like then you'd have you know you'd be able to build into that relationship, and you know Sasuke would be interacting with a female who doesn't want his dick, you know, which would be, which has he experienced that, you know, like I feel like there's just more opportunity there than with Sakura because I don't know Sakura's like like Sakura's like indistinguishable from Ino at this at least uh, as far as like the tuning exams yeah. go, like oh yeah definitely there oh my god. I can't wait to get to the tuning exams and her backstory because there's a, there's a bit of a rant there. I think I remember that, but oh god, I, oh no, I'm remembering now. Oh man, okay, I let's, can't let's, wait now. Let's oh, try man. not not to get that get that far though. Um, before we, because I know we're already jumping all over the place with yeah, this yeah. arc, but I'm not done. The, but the, go on. Um, oh, um, well, in the in this in back to the first fight. Um, I I just think it's interesting when Haku shows up. Um, cause just picturing it, like looking back on it as if I was reading this for the first time with, when Haku just kind of shows up and takes Zabuza, like, am I, it, would, would I believe that that was the end of, of Zabuza? Like this no named character just shows up and like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dispose of the big baddie who you've been fighting all this time. Um, I, I think it's oh, an yeah. interesting oh, fake yeah. out, but I guess I'm conflicted. I mean, well, I, I didn't really think about that because I was, I, I was already aware, I was very fully aware of like Hawk. I wasn't trying to put myself in the mindset of someone who like, um, has gone, like is going through this for the first time. Like, um, so I was just like, yeah, Pataku. And then, um, you know, he stops. I was a, um, like, but, um, the one thing that did bug me about that whole thing was like Kakashi suggests that like he's okay. He, he like can't do anything for a week because of chakra exhaustion. Like, and then he, but he, he, he points out the idea that, you know, Goto could have someone else on his payroll that's Zabuza's strength or even stronger. And then, but then, like, and then he even realizes that Zabuza's still alive and, but probably can't do anything for like a week. But then, and his response to this, the, 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 the chance that someone at Zabuza's level or stronger could defend, d- descend on the wave country and completely like, and then, you know, Kakashi's crippled, so he has no chance against him. You know, his response isn't to like call for backup. It's to train Naruto and Sasuke up, or and Sakura, yeah. I guess she's there. And it's like I just I, I was like, um, you you guys could be dead tomorrow. Like I don't think is this is this really the best use for like of your of your ability? Like it just felt like short sighted. Like, like I mean, sure, of course, as the audience, you know, we see Zabuza alive. You know, we know go. We don't you know we don't see Goto. Gato. I keep calling him Goto. Gato has we don't see him as having anyone else. You know. 
at Zabuza. He doesn't. And even with Zabuza, he, it turns out he wasn't going to pay Zabuza anyway. Um, even, you know, so, cause he's, but, he's, which, you know, which was conveniently evil, um, for the story. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it's just kind of like, again, it's just like one of those, like, the, the characters are just kind of dumb sometimes. And sometimes it just makes me go like, uh, okay. I think- like um, to to play a little bit of defense for Kakashi here, if he was only thinking it was Zabuza, it he does mention that being put into like a near death trance temporarily, it would take some time to recover from that. But you, there, you did bring up a good point. What if there is someone else working? Yeah, Kakashi, with Zabuza? Kakashi was the one who suggested it. That wasn't me. Like, yeah, you know, this was his so, idea, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, his response to it just isn't compa- like. convincing enough is you know because especially because you know there's but at the same time like eh, i don't know like what could they really do like i mean could he have called back up like he didn't leave that as an idea like but the thing is it's like yeah they could have like at any moment a ninja could have descended and killed everyone so uh whoops is is it really ever specified like how long they were traveling because it seems like it took a little while to get there but at the same time the way the chapters just kind of jump from significant moment to significant moment it it doesn't really like like maybe they were like it took them a week or so to travel to get there or whatever. So yeah, maybe because time... like you know, they they just walked. So yeah, they, it's not really. Yeah, you're right. It's not really like okay. I think honestly, it was probably just like like a couple day, unless they were they attacked like right out of the gate of Kanoha or were they attacked like, like they... almost to the wave country? Like I don't like it felt like a day of walking. Like uh, um, it didn't yeah, like it they... didn't feel like a long time. You know. Um, yeah, yeah, they had traveled a little bit, but they it didn't seem as though they had gotten that far from Konoha yet. Yeah, because and it felt like they were attacked like like one two by the Demon Brothers and the Zabuza. Like if it felt like there was like no time in between, you know, like almost. But so, with the way the yeah, chapters kinda... are cut, you could you could kind of assume that some time had passed. Like maybe they had been, but like because they're just walking and it's still like. I mean, it's a black and white manga, so you can't really say if it's yeah. day. Well, it's 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 not. It's pretty clearly daytime, but it's yeah. definitely not like we don't. Is it early? Is it late? Uh, no clue. You know. But it could be like one of those Pokemon instances where they they're just <laughs> walking and it's a different day, but it looks exactly the same. So like it, a couple days could have passed, or maybe it's the same day. We don't really yeah. know. I mean, definitely between the Zubza fight and the climax of the arc, it's like a week, you know, because we or the first Zubza fight rather, you know, because yes. we we are given that time frame, but between. The first, the Demon Brothers fight and the Zabuza fight, it's like maybe a couple hours, and then, but, but between the Demon Brothers fight and the limb leaving Kona, it's, it also seems like maybe a couple hours, like, you know, cause I think Naruto is like whining about, cause he was impatient because our, like, or no, I don't know, maybe that, I might just, I've just made that up. <laughs> I do think it's really interesting in that Demon Brothers fight how you, ha- you have Naruto who is, he's always boasting about, you know, how he's gonna be number one, but then in, in the, the most critical moment, he freezes up. And, yeah, you know, that was Sasuke. his first real fight, wasn't it? Yeah, I think. yeah, because like he he fights Mizuki, but it's uh, such a it, such a throw. Is that really? That... A, yeah, you can't really call that a fight because he basically summons a thousand clones and just beats it. Like, like there's yeah. no strategy there. It's just like clones gang up on him and beat the shit out of him. You know, like that's. I mean, I guess it's not. It's not really. I mean, and then there was him running away. I guess, but then yeah, there's no like like it, you know fight or flight. You know, and yeah, Naruto did. You know, it's not really that's there. pretty. Yeah, but at least but, here, like, it's very clearly established. This is Naruto's first time out of the village. His first time on a real mission, getting into a, a real fight like this, and then against he, guys he who definitely want him dead, like yes. right now. You know? Yes, and, and he, so, can't, yeah, he can't, yeah, do was... it. and he can't do anything. He just freezes up, and it's Sasuke who kind of, uh, who comes in and saves the day. And I do like that dynamic where Sasuke saves him, and he's like, "Hey, are you okay, you big chicken, you scaredy cat?" <laughs> 
And uh, <laughs> that was, oh, you know, it, that is cool. Cause like it does, it does paint obviously the big difference, the skill gap between Naruto and Sasuke. And it does, it does in a way give Sasuke a bit of a, like in, in the story, most of Sasuke's arrogance is kind of conveyed onto him from other characters. They build him up as being so great. Whereas Sasuke, I don't think quite, puts himself on that pedestal like all the other characters oh yeah put him that, on. like well another moment of sasuke that i liked was when um like naruto captures him and like ties him up and like leaves him there for like you know a good hour or so maybe like yeah. at least like you know long enough so he could talk to sakura sasuke breaks free and he runs into naruto again and he's just he's he's mad but he doesn't like he's not like he doesn't like try to beat the shit out of naruto like he's not like livid you know like even though he was you know yeah, and, you know, embarrassed and, you know, and yeah. you know, laid helpless. Like he's like, what? The, don't you fucking do that again, Naruto? Or uh, will like, like he's like, he's almost chill. He's not quite chill about it, but he's not as angry as I might have imagined. You know, given how he, his character has been built up. You know, like, like he's not pride. Like he's not prideful to that degree. I guess. Yeah. Like he, he he's just, not. Yeah. He just kind of shows up and he's like, yeah, of course I escaped because I'm a ninja. But he doesn't like. He doesn't like you know, he doesn't hold any real malice towards Naruto. Like, oh, you made me look like a fool, like a Vegeta would, for example. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that's where I'm drawing the compare, like, subconsciously drawing the comparison. Because, yeah, Vegeta, like, because he is kind, not kind of in that, like, rival archetype, you know? But, um, not necessarily, like, villain-turned-rival, but, you know, he in, as a, he, you know, Kasasuke, well, Sasuke is more of a rival-turned-villain, but, yeah. um, later on. But, um, but yeah, like, yeah, it was, uh, that was, that was interesting because I'm like, cause you know, that's one of the things that made me like more endeared to Sasuke's character at this point, you know, cause, cause he's, he always gets a lot of shit for being Sasuke, like, um, you know, and not, not saying it's not deserved, but, you know, again, I haven't re, you know, revisited that material yet in a while. So, you know, at least at this point I can say Sasuke is fine. Yeah. Um, you, you know, based on my video comparing him to Karapika, that, oh, yeah, that, that, that I, I do like Sasuke. Me, yeah. Uh, yeah, for a well, while, a- I was for a while I was on the Sasuke hate train, and then um, after kind of revisiting some of the material, and I saw this one video by Swag Kage kind of dissecting Sa- Sasuke's character, and it kind of put him in a new light, and I was like, okay, so there there is some sort of intent with this. Uh, okay, because I remember going into that vi- into your video. I mean, um, I was like, oh yeah, time to see Sasuke get fucking trashed. And then you actually like, yeah, you 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 brought Sasuke up a bit in my eyes because you you your comparison was more was less like like less slanted against Sasuke and for Kurapika instead it was for. I mean, I I do think you prefer Kurapika as a character, I do. but I you do. know, yeah, and but you, still, you were like you were pointing out things to me that I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. And so that was cool. But, like, that's one of those things that gives me these mixed opinions on Naruto. Um, yeah, my, because, my opinion yeah. towards Sasuke has kind of just been... It's been kind of flippant until recently, because when I first got into the story, first, like, part one of Naruto, I was all aboard the Sasuke hype train, because, oh my god, <laughs> Sasuke's a badass. But and then, then he goes evil, and you're like, no, how could yeah, you train like, like no. this? I hate you. <laughs> and then just um, recently, cause... I've kind of flipped back where... Now I can look at both aspects of Sasuke and say, "Oh, you know, they're both cool. I do like." I mean, some there, there's stuff here. Uh, we'll definitely talk about that because I have some thoughts on Sasuke leaving the village. But um, yeah, hmm. I'm trying to think of because I have one other thing I definitely want to talk about with the Zabuza stuff. Um, sort of like the theme, the arcs, because the- it, it it juggles a couple themes, and I'm not quite sure how I feel about because I'm not sure how far it goes. Because you know, there's the idea of heroes yes. and the idea of tools. 
Yep. Yeah, so like, you know, Zabuza is like, oh, you, you Kanoa ninjas can never be truly true ninjas. And then, you know, but he's, you know, and he sees Haku as a tool and, you know, like, cause like, just like the village, you know, and then, um, then you have like the Inari and his dad who died and, you know, trying to, and then, you know, um, then Naruto and Haku have that sort of conversation where they're talking yeah. about like heroism kind of and like protecting that which you care about, you know? So it, I guess it's kind of like, I'm trying to, uh, like, cause Haku, he dies. Like it as both a hero and a tool in a way. Like yeah. he's protecting Zabuza, and then but you know he's also protecting Zabuza. Like you know, so yeah, like his the hmm. fight between Haku and Naruto and Sasuke. Zabuza comments on how you know Haku was breaking his heart because he was conflicted. Like he he didn't want to kill the two boys, but at the same time he wanted to protect Zabuza, and he couldn't do both in the same situation without suffering some sort of loss. And in, in the end, it's, it's kind of weird with Haku, cause I do like how the villains in this arc die, and they're not, well, you can't even, cause you can still, you can still talk no jutsu, you can still see it in this first arc a little bit. Yeah, it's not that's, quite as prevalent. I think, well, that, that, I remember when I first reread it, that's what bothered me, because I was, cause Zab, cause like Zabuzo is not, like, all of his, his entire character is just like the most evil, sadistic, like, like during the fight, he like, he, I think he like smells blood and he's got like this, like, you can only see his eyes, but he's like, he's like so happy, like he just got a boner, cause he's like killing, he's like about to kill some dudes, like, he's yeah. just the evilest motherfucker, and then suddenly, like, Naruto, like, I, I forgot, I didn't realize, I forgot that Naruto cried during, like, he was the one upset, and then yeah. that affected Zabuza some, so that lightened it a bit, but at the same time, yeah, you still have talk no jutsu going on, where I- Naruto is just like, cause, I mean, even even back with the Haku thing, like his conversation with Haku probably led to you know Haku doing the exact like like you know doing the exact thing that would help. Like Naruto saved the village by talking to Haku and Zabuza, which hmm, like yeah. Um, with with Zabuza personally, I think I like the scene where he you know he takes the kunai in his teeth and he goes off and kills Gato. I like yeah. that part. But, then but it's, also, like, it's, like, whole... it's so convenient. Like, Gato yeah. just happens to show up, and he's like, I'm, fuck you, Zabuza, haha, <laughs> look at that dead kid, I'm evil. And he's just, and, yeah. so, like, and then Zabuza does, like, the, the, like, yeah, he just kills him, which is something, like, the heroes, would the heroes be, like, not only would they have trouble doing that because they're weakened from the fight, but they're also having trouble doing that because they're the good guys. Like, they can't just kill people. You know, like, um, yeah. I think uh, TV Tropes calls that Diablos Ex Machina, where the villain does something that only the villain can do for the benefit of the narrative, like, whether it's good or not. Like, like I mean, in this case, like, I, you could do worse. Like, you could definitely do worse, but again, yeah. it is so convenient, you know? Like, just the way Gato shows up in a, at this specific moment, like, if he showed up any <laughs> other time, like, it wouldn't have happened. Like, it's just so perfect. Um, so, eh. And with, with Zab, like, yeah, that is a good point. But, uh, I think the whole scene after that where Zabuza, like, it's snowing and, and Kakashi carries Zabuza over to Haku, like, I felt like that was a bit too much. Like, if you wanna, if you wanna paint Zabuza as, he's this ruthless killer, but at the end of the day, uh, ninjas, they have, you know, they are humans, uh, at yes. the end of the day, oh, yeah, they that, do have emotions. Oh, yeah, with, so uh... the- that's, yeah, that's Sakura like crying about, over Sasuke and real yeah. yeah, that was that's uh, that's that's the part that I like about Zabuza avenging Haku or not avenging Haku, but you know taking out Gato and sticking up for Haku is that yes, he was a tool, and in a way it does kind of contradict the the theme of tools, but it goes to kind of I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing to humanize Zabuza in this instance, but for I think it works to that extent. 
because at the end of the day, he still he still dies. He's still kind of, you know, yeah. he's not. Well, that's the he's thing is like good. Haku, like Haku specifically mentions like he wants he wants Zabuza to meet his goal, and Zabuza's goal was to kill not Gato but the third the, but the Mizukage. I don't know. Yes. I, I, that the, the Mizukage stuff comes up later, so we might come back to this because I remember like Obito might have been the music. I don't remember exactly, but there was there was a lot of shit. Um, um, so, but uh, that happened. So, but but yeah, like so, but Zabuza doesn't succeed. So kind of Haku protected Zabuza. But also failed because Zabuza died anyway and didn't meet his goal. So I do uh, like that like, sense of tragedy with the arc, and that these yeah. two like they don't fulfill well, maybe, what like, yeah, like yeah, like they're yeah, hmm. but um, because they're tools. Like that's the whole thing is the hero, like heroes protect, tools destroy. I guess is kind of maybe what he's going for. Yeah, and you but know, so like yeah, that's that, all they can do is like like Haku is able to be heroic in that moment to protect Zabuza, but Zabuza can only destroy. I guess so. Yeah, because you know, but hmm. But then that scene at the end where, like, it's snowing, I th- I think that pushes it too far in that you're trying to humanize Zabuza too much. Like, and then you have, like, Kakashi yeah. saying... like, now it's, like, first, like, yeah, I guess that's that's true. Because, um, yeah, he goes from, like, the worst murderer guy to, like, oh, we're supposed to be sad now. Like, yeah. Yeah. And what was Kakashi saying? I forgot. Or, well, or... well, Zabuza is talking about, oh, I'm not going to go where Haku's going. I'm going to take, you know, Gato, I'm going to take you to hell with me. But then at the end, Kakashi's like, well, no, mm, maybe right. you will join Haku uh, there. And it's like, uh, no, he was. Yeah, he spent the uh, whole arc out to kill you guys. He's killed. I don't know how many people he's murdered. He's an assassin. And he's, he's enjoyed it. Like, yes. he, he gets hard off of that. Like, he's he's a monster in basically the, every sense. Like, but, but yeah, something him end, being sad about Haku because Naruto bullied him and being sad about Hawk kind of um, made. Yeah, now he's human and we're supposed to care about him because like, he did one good thing. Like, that was still murdering a guy. Like, um, you know, as evil as Gato is, like, um, almost comically evil, honestly. But, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little... Like, honestly, it's and it's interesting, because everyone, like, you know, people remember Zabuza, the Zabuza arc as being the best arc, but, like, <laughs> I've never felt that way. No, um, I've never felt that way. In fact, I thought yeah. the Zabuza arc, like, it's immediately eclipsed by the tuning exam, yeah, in my ex- eyes. That's what, that's what, exactly. But, um, I mean, what I will say about this arc is, like, this whole hero tools, like, even if it could have probably been done better, there is a thematic idea here. Yes. Like, people, like, people shit on Naruto, but it's not fairy tale, okay? It is not the worst thing like for all its failings it's not trash in every like like there's a thematic idea here like there's more thematic ideas in this arc than fairy tale has ever had in its 500 plus chapters that mashima has ever had in his 20 years of writing manga i'm just like it's <laughs> just saying just i can't saying. speak on like i can't speak on the part of fairy tale because i haven't read it yet but i i kind of like the other big influence on me getting into anime as a kid was obviously Dragon Ball. And, uh, mm, yeah. I would say that, like, this first arc, there's more going on thematically than some of Dragon Ball, or maybe more so, like, the later half of the story, but I think there's more going on here than something, like, say, the Cell arc has going on thematically. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, honestly, I'm, tr- I'm like, I've never really thought about Dragon Ball at thematic level. I'm like, Dragon Ball has themes? Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> This is why Dragon Ball Dissection exists. For those yes. of you who aren't, if you didn't see my video about Mystere Fusion, go check out Dragon Ball Dissection after this podcast. It's great. It's good. We can both recommend that. And yeah. well, I got it into it because of your video on Mystere Fusion. So if you're not convinced by this little, by both of us liking it, then go watch his video, Wiz's video on that. And then go watch it. Go watch Dragon Ball Dissection. It's good. And we long. Can, and we lots can make of analysis. A whole, 
we can make a whole branching side podcast just about Dragon Ball Dissection. <laughs> oh, instead of reading Dragon Ball for this podcast, we'll watch Dragon Ball Dissection and then dissect Dragon Ball Dissection. Yes. yes that's that's what will happen. Oh, God. But yeah, oh, yeah. Um, or, uh, so, yeah, do, did you have any more to say on that? Because I just realized something. Um, um, on the or on the themes of the arc, the Zabuza arc, because I mean, what kind of like felt weird is like at the end of the day, the, the ninjas are still getting paid to do this, so like it kind of muddles the hero bit about it because they're they're not like doing that out of altruistic reasons, you know? Like yeah. they're, they're like and and like uh, Tazuna is screwing them out of money because like he had to, but he's still doing it. Like I think I think the you know it's the just like more, like the moral aspects of it is that. You know, Tazuna did screw them out of money, and Kakashi realizes, like, you know, we should go back to the village and get this taken care of, but he continues to follow through with it anyway because, you know, Tazuna is in that situation where he cannot provide any more money. So it's, I think the idea with Kakashi that they talk about in the manga is that he, you know, to ignore, like, when in Well, the, he quotes the third, Oka- the yeah, third Okage, I think, yeah, right, right, where he right. says something like, where, like, um, you know, so, like, well, I forget the exact line, but he was ba- um, something about basically like, talking about like yeah, run, um, turning around or like like or yeah, ignoring you know, in, in some... the face of stuff like this. You know, a ninja shouldn't run. Like even though like you know it is within their like. I mean, I guess that's part of the arc. I guess you could say is like because with the the Sakura crying about the ninja command thing that um, about how ninjas aren't supposed supposed to show emotion as she's like losing her shit. You know, I think like there's the, like the the ninja maybe I don't. Maybe, I don't know if this comes up a lot later, probably not, but like with the idea of like the core ninja ideas just kind of being shitty, you know, or in some way, like again, with like, again, like, you know, a ninja should probably just do their mission. And if the mission is, is above than what they're getting paid, then they're like, they're screwing the village out of like Kakashi through doing this. Like the village is his Kanoha isn't getting the money they deserve for doing this A ranked mission, you know? So, but like, yeah, it's like, um, yeah, that definitely does play into yeah. the th- the kind of juxtaposing themes of being a tool versus uh, being a hero. Um, yeah, because like Naruto, so. yeah. Naruto does at the end talk about the idea of you know you know he was just your tool and you know is this what a shinobi is is this what being a shinobi is supposed to supposed to be is that what I'm supposed to become and he he doesn't stand for it he'll come up with his own ninja way and um. Yeah, maybe, cause yeah, I, yeah, I guess that is a little, yeah, that's better than, okay, you're, I didn't, I didn't think about the connect that bit, so yeah, okay, that, I like it a little better now. <laughs> no, but again, want... like, like, yeah, it's still at the end of the day, they are getting paid to do this, so, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, so, like, yeah, it's still fine though, I guess. Though, as for the fight itself, like, I'm not a big, huge fan of like, oh, like, okay, I, I didn't mind how like Sasuke got you know, his Sharingan and then immediately got wrecked anyway. Like, it yeah. didn't help at all. Well, no, it did help. Like, he, he was able to put more of a fight, but then he, he still, like, and then, but then Naruto got his, you know, power up and then. Yeah, in a way, d- I know. feel like the Sharingan reveal with Sasuke could have been held off and the scene would have still been fine because as it stands right now, he, like, he gets it so he can see better. And I guess that's supposed to help him, like, run in to get a shot on well, Haku yeah, like, and save Naruto. I mean, his training was, like, tree climbing, not sightseeing. Like, he wasn't training his sight, and then suddenly, like, just, like, fighting Haku for three seconds, and suddenly he's got the Sharingan. Like, I know? don't I don't like, really necessarily um, have a problem with Sasuke developing the Sharingan in the heat of battle, because that, that makes sense, because that's how a type of yeah. power like that would manifest. But for this specific scene, all it really does is 
he develops the Sharingan. There's a bit of exposition about how, you know, there's a bit of a parallel between Sasuke and Haku, even though that's the, really the big the big thing with this arc is supposed to be the parallels between like, oh, yeah, Haku and the... Naruto. But they also try to draw it with yeah, Sasuke, well, where I feel like it's not necessarily Well, the, the reason Haku is, was seen as a tool, or because, or well, it, I mean, is because he's got the 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 bloodline technique yeah, the kekai the, i don't it's all moon speak i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah and but you know and sasuke's got the same bloodline techniques so um so yeah but but then like yeah that's not really like again the exact like he's not really being treated as a tool by the vill- village in ways different than a normal ninja might have been you know so but yeah just introducing it here you get the nice little exposition dump and it just, like, that's all that happens. He he gets the Sharingan. It's like, oh, he has a Sharingan. He's like me. Now let me try to kill Naruto now, because otherwise he might put up a fight. And eh, it just kind of slows the fight down even further. And and I think this fight is already a little slow, because there's a lot of talking going on. And, like, when the fight is just starting up, I don't like how Zabuza kind of confronts Kakashi, but then they just stand around and watch as Sasuke fights Haku, and then yeah, Naruto gets involved, yeah. and then I mean, uh, and then eventually yeah. Kakashi and Zabuza are like, "Well, okay, let's start fighting now." Like definitely, like yeah, like that, and the the weakest parts I'm finding not necessarily the weakest parts, but definitely some of the weaker moments I'm noticing are just the, the typical shonen like shonen jump like traps like there was a moment when the demon brothers attacked and oh my god did kakashi just die oh yeah oh no (laughs) and then sasuke oh like sasuke's dead for like three three four chapters like he's dead he's dead for like i wanted to ask you you know you have soccer crying like i mean he's obviously not going to be dead but it's like he's it 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 happens for so long that like i mean and and they did establish the death like trances earlier yeah but at the same time it's still a little maybe a little much like uh yeah, and then again the power ups just like coming out out like I mean you know sure you know Sasuke isn't a Chiha, so he should have Sharingan but you know and then he just happens to get it and then Naruto goes you know the the seal yeah yeah um, he starts accessing his chakra his nine tailed beast chakra um, I think with like I remember watching this arc for the, back in 2014 and I was like. Oh wait, they killed Sasuke. That doesn't make sense. I thought he was a major <laughs> character. So like, just the way it's handled. Like, even if I try to look at this as like this is the first time I'm seeing this, like I have, no, I don't feel like I have much of a reason to be invested in Sasuke's death fake out here. Like, like yeah, I'm getting yeah, to know just... his character, and like, I'm also not that invested like, in Sakura no, when she's unless you're like, literally seven. Like, there's no way you're gonna actually think Sasuke died there for very long. You know, like it's just because it's so out of place like he hasn't he hasn't killed the pot we don't even know who killed his clan he just got the sharingan and they're just gonna kill him right away like like that's not that's not a very yeah we've only, thing we've only do, just kind know? of figured out his ambition here and i guess if they wanted to like if they actually had killed him here and use that as a way to show like hey like i do like how naruto mentions well sasuke had a dream too and it would have been interesting to have a character who seems like they're going to be significant get killed off early on and not get to fulfill their ambition but and like well it would have yeah no and it would imagine like yeah that could have even added to the arc in a way like with the idea of tools like you know because if the village doesn't care like oh well he was a ninja like he was a full-fledged ninja even though he was a child like you know like because again i don't think the village has a strong liking of uchiha's but that comes in later i guess i don't know and i might not remember fully but yeah so it's like it could have there there were it could have been an interesting angle to take but not one in because again naruto it's I I don't know the exact age range it's targeted at, like because even within Jump, like it's all shonen, but there's like there's obvi- an obvious difference between you know something like Death Note, 
that's aimed at like teenagers and something like Dragon Ball that's aimed at seven year olds, you know? Yeah. So, I, mean, um, I mean, I'm definitely not saying that Sasuke should have died here. Oh, no, no, no. But I, <laughs> I feel like eh, maybe there's a, a better way they could have handled this than pretending he was dead. Like they could have just, uh, like maybe a severe they, injury. I mean, mm. yeah, like, <laughs> well, because mm, I don't know what else would have gotten Naruto pissed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. You do have to awaken the the power of the nine tailed fox here. To I mean, or they could have find, found a creative way to end the fight without that. I mean, just just throwing that out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's difficult because there are certain things that this arc does set up that take uh, that are much more important later on but it's okay i don't think that they necessarily introduce them in the best way like if you hadn't like say if you hadn't introduced the sharingan here when does sasuke use it next well that's when rock lee shows up to to take them on and, and then at that point like the the fight's not intense enough for sasuke to awaken his sharingan so then if yeah. that doesn't happen there you don't get to see rock lee you know beating the crap out of this kid this talented kid who's got his sharingan and everything and really show how the Sharingan can be potentially weak. Like, we do get a bit of that here with Kakashi, where Zabuza's like, Zabuza is like, oh, you only rely on your Sharingan, but then, obviously, oh, Kakashi doesn't yeah, that was kind of weird, because Kakashi... Well, Kakashi said that no one she sees my Sharingan eye twice, but apparently there's an extensive bingo book entry written about Kakashi by someone who must have seen the eye, at least, or, or like, like, who someone... Like, I don't know, that was, that was a little weird moment. Yeah. Maybe I misread it, but, um... <laughs> No, 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 it, it, that um, does kind of give the implication. Like, if no one's seen it twice, like, you could say, well, maybe he, a guy saw it and ran off and, like, escaped. But, but he it still does kind could of, have the potential to see it twice. Yeah, that yeah, kind of, it, like, the whole, the, imply... like, the reason people say that is because, like, no one's ever seen it, uh, you know, and then and lived to tell the tale, which is dumb because then no one would know about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, um, I, I remember in Pirates of the Caribbean, there was a similar joke like that, where, like, oh, the Black Pearl, um, no one's lived to see it twice, and then Jack Sparrow's like, well, you've heard of it, so obviously someone must have lived to see it. Yeah. So, just saying, like, you know, it was a joke, but, you know, they, they, they didn't do that for a joke here, so it just kind of feel, feels a little, little weird, little, 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 little bit weird. Yeah, a little bit. I do think it's interesting but, uh, how, um, like, with Kakashi's, like, they do... I don't know, it, it is also kind of weird how you have Kakashi, like, seemingly getting all freaked out because, uh, he can't use his Sharingan because Zabuza's got these all, these other techniques to, to fight him without, but, like, hold on, now I'm just thinking, if, if <laughs> Zabuza knew that Kakashi had the Sharingan, um, how, like, why does he not try this strategy in the first place? Like, I do understand, Shit. I do understand that the, the big, idea of like why he even came up with the second strategy was because haku was nearby to see to watch their battle to come up to analyze it and come up with a counter strategy but when zabuza first meets kakashi he knows that he's the the copy ninja that he he has the sharingan yeah i mean he doesn't know exactly what that entails like i mean because well i mean that's the thing it's, it's also kind of like a like a like a fake out almost like because yeah. you know um now that kakashi's think... like pretending to be the mind reader you know and now that i think about it i think it does kind of make sense because knowing that haku is nearby i think that first fight was very clearly supposed to be just scouting out kakashi so that the, so that they could take him down later but I don't know. I guess the yeah, way it's portrayed, I mean, it doesn't quite come off as that, but looking back... Well, yeah, because, like, 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 Zabuza is very clearly, like, surprised at moments, you know? Like, he's, yeah. like, he's he's clearly, like, a little off guard, like, even though he, he know, even though he knows Kakashi's abilities and is experiencing, like, experiencing firsthand for the purpose of, like, Haku scout- learning them and, you know, swooping in to save him by killing, you know, or pretending to kill him and stuff. Um, yeah. But I, I think, yeah, I think they're... 
Because, like, you wouldn't go into a fight, like, if you know you're going to get beaten up, that doesn't make it any, that doesn't make it any more pleasant or any more surprising when you find out something you don't know. So, I think it's just the way it's portrayed, it kind of comes off as a little, but I don't think there's any other way you could portray that. I think they do. Now that I, when I think back on it again, I think that is kind of handled well, how... Though, like, I don't know about you, but I found it funny that when they were talking about the Sharingan, they were acting like the Sharingan has set abilities, and I was like, the Sharingan doesn't have set abilities. No. Like, oh, no, it does like, not. Like, what we know about the Sharingan now is not even close to what the Sharingan will be capable of later on. Like, it's... Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, well, it was, what I thought was weird at first is that they didn't even mention that it was an Uchiha thing at first. And then that they did later, and I was like, "Oh, okay." But at first, they were just they were just acting almost like the Sharingan was a technique that anyone could have learned. Well, and then, I thought I thought when like, Kakashi uh, first uses it, that Sasuke kind of is that happens taken after, like not, I, 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 that happens like after, like in a in, in, like or in a chapter, like I, maybe it was even the same chapter. But I just remember like the first panels when Zabuza and Kakashi were talking about the Sharingan. There oh, was yeah, something about the wording, never... that, or maybe it was just the translation that implied that anyone can learn it. Almost like I forget the exact line. But, um, but yeah, it, no, it, it was pretty quickly, like, oh, no, it is an Uchiha thing, but how does the Kakashi have it? Like, it qu- that happened pretty quickly, but that, but at first I was like, uh, wait, what? Like, you know, but, um, oh, yeah, and uh, I wrote another note, apparently, oh, yeah, um, when Kakashi was trapped by Zabuza, he was telling everyone to run, and one of the reasons, like, he, he said that clones, if a clone gets a certain distance away, he, it- he loses control of the clone, and I was like, uh, is that true of all clones or just water clones? Because, like, clones get so much use later on, especially by Naruto. Like, oh, you were pointing out in your Boruto <laughs> video that Naruto gets a lot done by using clones. And I'm like, yeah. but if he loses control after a certain distance, then, like, is that even feasible? But, like, that kind of has... Like, what's the distance here? Like, like I'm just like, uh, it's a little, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Are you just thinking, or? Yeah, I'm just trying to look through my my notes here. The only other thing... All I've really got left is just like like how in the in the manga Gato actually gets decapitated, which I thought was more satisfying. Yeah, oh, yeah because, that's right. Because Gato is, I, I like in a sense he's a villain, so you're not supposed to like him. But even then, I feel like the villainous aspects of his character. He's just an irritating character, not because he's like he's a boring, irritating character. Like he's just evil. He's an evil. Yeah, he's 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 like there to be for the story, like for the yeah. story to work. Like he's he's the one fucking up with the with the way village. He's you know hired Zabuza so Zabuza can fight the main characters, and then he comes in at the end to piss off Zabuza so he can die, so the way village can be saved. You know, like yeah. But I, so that it was... is more satisfying to see him get you know decapitated than just knocked <laughs> off the bridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. In the anime. That's. I was trying to remember how he died in the anime because I haven't seen it in years. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah. That was. That was. That was. Yeah. Because again, like yeah, like you said, he's not meant. There's nothing likable about his character, so it's just like gratifying just to see him get wrecked. But um. But yeah, I think we're about done here. Like, I don't think I have anything else to say. Like, um, you know, so like overall, like I definitely like appreciate. You know, like you know, like Sasuke. Like I definitely appreciate more Naruto. I still have some issues with this character like i guess i'm not too blown away but like because yeah it is consistent like you know he's he's got a consistent character and you know his back like i mean it could have been fleshed out in ways that would have been more satisfying to me and you know again but again it also comes like it also depends on how it comes up later and stuff and i'm not sure i don't know we'll we'll see we got we got uh fucking 663 more chapters or 67 more chapters to go yeah Yeah. i don't know um but yeah like yeah and the zabuza arc 
was fine, not particularly amazing. Like again, I, yeah, I guess I guess after talking about it, I'm more satisfied with the themes because you pointed out some things that I didn't re- realize. But um, yeah, um, Sakura is a mistake. Um, I think we can both agree on that. I know, like later on, there are kind of some interesting aspects to her character, but as of yet, there is like there, I have no reason to to like her. Like, yeah, all, and she's... it's just like. This is not how you establish one of your main characters. No. Like, she's being, like, in the promotion with, like, there was the one cover page uh, with uh, Naruto standing on a frog, Sasuke standing on a snake, and S- Sakura standing on a slug. I wonder if this is going to be a reference in the future. Woo! Um, yeah, but it's like, it, it implies that Sakura is as important as Naruto or Sasuke. Uh, but, oh yeah, that was the funniest part, is there, um, cause, um, I was reading the full volumes and they had, so that in the beginning they have like the explanation of all the characters and what's going on. Yeah. And Sakura had like two lines. Naruto has like a full paragraph and Sasuke has like uh, ha- twice as much as Sakura. Cause all Sakura's, do- all that is to is she likes Naruto or she likes Sasuke and doesn't like Naruto. That's like her entire character. That's so it. they didn't have much to write. And I was just like, yeah, this is, pr- this is, this is, this is pretty much it. <laughs> so yeah. I thought it was interesting how, um, because in in the the manga volumes, there's a like one of the end pages where he's talking about the creation of Sakura and how like the her initial design wasn't all that attractive. Like even now, like I look at her <laughs> character and she supposedly like Naruto describes her as like a hot babe. Like she is. Yeah. She well, is, he even like as when he's when he's as Sasuke, he even says like I think I love like he he's. Like, I think I know why I love Sakura. Why? But I don't, I must have missed the explanation because I couldn't, Sakura is completely unlovable. No, like, she (laughs) she talks about, like, in in that, in that same, like, area, she's, like, bashing Naruto and, like, talking about how annoying he is. But then, like, there's something talking about how cool Sasuke is. I think there's, like, a tiny bit of, like, interest in there, but it's... Oh, oh, maybe it's, like, well, there's a, like, because, like, I've heard that, like, if you're... If you're pa- like, if a guy is passionate about something, like women find that attractive. So I, but I like yes, because yes. like, oh, if they care about mu- that much about this thing, then maybe they care about like, they can care that much about me. Like there's like like you know, and I'm like I remember like best guy ever has claimed that his passion for One Piece has gotten him laid because he loves One Piece so much that it turn it turns women on. I guess like that's <laughs> the idea. That, or maybe was that it? I don't remember. Um, but yeah, so maybe it's sort of the, the inverse with Nart like. He sees Sakura caring about Sasuke so much, he kind of wishes that she cared that much about him, and that's why he likes her. Like, maybe that's it. That, that I, I, but I don't be. think it was explained very well, when it if comes, that's the case. Like, in Naruto, one of the things that I cannot praise with this series is its romantic elements. Oh, yeah, like, okay, that's fair. Like, I, I like, granted, in a, in a vacuum, I like this setup. I like the the sort of love triangle we have going on here in that it's it's all unrequited love. Like, Sakura likes... Sasuke, but he doesn't feel the same. Naruto likes Sakura, but Sakura doesn't feel the same. But it's all, it's all really childish affairs. But then later on, they become... They're children. But they, uh, but, so, but then later on, they I become mean, very major here, yeah. plot points. Like with Sakura, her adoration for Sasuke never goes away. And I don't feel like... Oh yeah! Oh god, I just remembered a certain moment later like, where she like tries to kill Sasuke, but she can't do it. And I'm just like... Because <laughs> at that point, Sasuke had, like, for me, gone off the deep end as far as, like, <laughs> being remotely likable or sympathetic. So I was just like, just fucking do it, you stupid... <laughs> but even, so, even with Naruto, yeah, she like, just start- <laughs> Naruto, he does all this stuff to protect Sakura, but even then, like, like he does move on beyond, like, his, his love for her. But I yeah, just, well, yeah. I think it, it's a good, like, it, it was a good idea in theory, setting up th- these, like, childish romances, but 
I, 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 like, I don't feel at any point that they kind of evolve beyond that. And except for like, with, like, with Naruto and Sakura, at least like, Naruto eventually kind of just sees her as a friend and just kind of gets over it. But, uh, it's never something like, it just kind of fades away. Like, it, it wasn't like a severe plot point. So maybe I'm harping on it too much. But that's not the case with Sakura. Mm-hmm. It's a big part of her character, but I'll yeah. save that. Well, it's for like most of her, it's all of her character. When it's, when yeah, it's more, yes. when it's more relevant, when she starts, when the story starts treating her like she has more character than she actually does. Uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's a problem. But, um, yeah, so speaking of that, uh, we will be continuing this series. Um, hopefully twice a month. Um, we're gonna try for every two weeks. We'll see how that goes. So next time we're probably gonna do, the tuning exams, I don't know if we're going to do all of it. Kind of depends on how much we're going to discuss. Um, currently aiming for, like, in between the preliminary tournament and there, there, there's the, like, the training arc with Jiraiya. Uh, somewhere around there is probably where, where we might stop. Uh, we'll see. And then after we finish Naruto in next year, um, probably, <laughs> I have no idea how long it's going to take, uh, we will be, we're going to do the big three. We're going to do One Piece and then we're going to do Bleach. And after that, who knows? Because there is only a million ac- super long action shonen series. So we're, we'll be, and then we'll be, do, so we might even be doing this forever. This I don't know. Podcast, um, it's, that's the meta of this podcast is that, is that it goes on forever, just like a shonen series. But you can't explain the joke. You fucked, we're ruining no! everything again. <laughs> That's the other. That's the other meta joke because we ruin everything, like yes. the podcast. Yeah. So that's why you should unsubscribe from Craft Dwarf, unsubscribe from me. Yeah. Uh, dislike this video. Uh, call, tell us to kill ourselves in the comments and uh, uh, call the police and have them c- kill us and go uh, uh, shut down Shonen Com- Jump. Yes. Yeah, just that, well, that's for the good of everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shonen Jump is a mistake. I say as my favorite series is continually published in Shonen Jump. Um, but that's not Naruto. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you for watching, listening. Keep on YouTubing. I did it. I did he the did thing. it. He did the thing. <laughs> I did I'm the so thing. proud.